What is up, everybody? This is Marshall from Limited Resources, and you are listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Oh, yeah! Brought to you by Good Games. In the dead of night, it's the latest crap story from the plains of MTG. It's a tale with more exclamation marks than a Democrat's forehead. But will Botox be the cure, or is it all up to Yahini? Your Yahini. Here's a chat with more ether leaks than Julian Assange on a vaping binge in an acupuncture clinic. You say ether, and I say ether. You say Yahini, and I say Yahini. Ether, ether, Yahini, <coughs> Yahini. Ah, let's call this whole thing Seven Land Hand. Anyway, ready to stagger through the streets of Kaladesh with me, it's Emergency Ordinance, hashtag 89A, Aaron Graham. Greetings. And Emergency Ordinance, hashtag 89K, Kai Griffiths. Consultations. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a red hot straight out of the gates here. Hot takes. Yeah. Oh, that was me shooting my air guns in the sky. Uh, yeah. So you incriminated Cowboy. yourself to the tax department last time. Now you've got guns. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't have Could guns. Should I rewind? No. <laughs> no. This is like take eighty four here. Hey, <laughs> hey, listener. Coming up, we thought we'd do this because this is what other podcasts. Yeah. Do. Coming up on this podcast mm-hmm. in later segments, yeah. we have. I did a bit of research with the newbie questions. I understand you've got seven questions for Seven Land Hand. Yes. Boom. Seven Land Hand questions. Sorry. <laughs> I, I want to call it Seven Ask a Grasp, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. don't know about mm-hmm. that. Ask a Grasp. Yeah, okay. In the Dead of Night MTG story review, that's, you know, what yeah. we were talking about in the intro there. Relevant. Relevant, yeah. We've got the latest release from the MTG um, literary archives. Yeah, Ooh, literary. Well, they got words in them. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, wait, sorry. A disclaimer: We said the latest crap story from the plans of MTG. Yes. Is it, we we meant like Comedy like movies. a crap shoot. Like you know, oh, you just yeah. kind of throwing it all out there and loads of dice in this. Story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And hardcore MTG fans, we've got Aether Revolt spoilers. So oh. uh, stay tuned for that. Sounds in the exciting. meantime, gentlemen, what's been happening in your respective outer worlds of geek this month? Uh. In one of the previous takes, I described my my fall from grace in the Overwatch competitive seasons. Oh, I forgot all about that. So let, tell us again. I'm, uh, I'm I dropped from. They, they just reset the season. They they do a thing called called placement matches where you just play ten against ra- random people and how well you do. Oh, so it's a you be gen sort of thing. Yeah. Like you don't gen up, you rescale. Yeah. You so every yourself. season, I think every two or three months or something, they reset it. I ran into some bad luck and some you know some bad teammates. Obviously, I, I was the best of my team. Pretty awesome at it. I'm I'm good with one character. Oh, you uh, so I just wasn't even humble about that. He was, he I'm, good play with, down. I'm good with one yeah, character. I'm good. You like me, always turning up on that end screen for like oh, most time spent on the goddamn objective. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's me. And I also just like I play a character that like just spreads <laughs> damage out to like everything. Yeah, and so and and I very high survivability. So I get. Oh, I didn't lo- mention Donald Trump in the intro. Yeah. But <laughs> spreading. So he plays Winston. Uh, a diva. Ah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I ran some bad luck and I got placed in silver, uh, which is uh, the second lowest rank. Um, and I was gold all of last season, and and now I'm just in chats with twelve year olds going, "Your mum's dying. I'm gonna shoot you. Do you? What do you do that for?" <laughs> oh, just talking in my ears, and they're like, "What is no one using their microphone?" 
time to chat. We gotta <laughs> get on the point. Get on the point. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> now, how long are you gonna be in that hell for? About two weeks, I think. Two weeks until I rescale. Until I emerge from the. Most <laughs> <laughs> of like the, the John the John Snow suffocation yeah, scene. Yeah, in the it's just like, <gasps> you, you gotta be Buddhist about it. That's their whole thing. A lotus grows up through the muck. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> I should start playing Zenyatta then. Ooh, the, yeah, uh, the yeah. the robot monk guy. Also, yeah. Lotus Game of the Month with lanterns oh, this month. Coming good up games. soon. Ooh. Yeah. Gaze into the games. What are the gays doing? Sorry. Game, games into the iris. Oh, hey. games into the iris. That's a Zenyatta quote. Yeah. Oh, flashback to a pilot episode, everyone, uh, with my son Travis as a seven or eight-year-old uh, suggesting that we call the show Game Men <laughs> after saying the games room. Which we and we're like, it sounds about. a bit like gay, gay room. And he's like, what, what about game men? And we're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's worse. <laughs> we just laugh for a while. And, yeah. Well... And news on this, at the uh, Gay Pride Festival parade, mm-hmm. apparently, at my, uh, I don't know what relative he is of mine, so my wife's cousin, mm-hmm. was letting me know that his ex-boyfriend, had, who's a big gamer, had a big uh, float and they called it something like Game Men. Oh, really? I was like, there must yeah. be hardcore listeners. That's mm. the only way they could have got that. Um, you pun Definitely, going. they arranged that vague, and you weren't even there. Like shout out, like amazing. <laughs> oh, it, was, it had Summerland hand badges all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, woo. yeah. Uh, they were throwing hyper magic nerd badges. From <laughs> yeah, the, yeah it was ah, great. Uh, all like rainbow colored hyper magic nerd. Oh, badges we should now. get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. should. Yeah, but just, uh, we 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 do need a new batch of Summerland oh. hand badges, though. How much yeah. are they to to get made? Oh, we need a new <laughs> quote. Yeah, look, I think we just get badges again. Like Matt is going around everywhere trying to get poker chips and other things that are totally irrelevant. Poker and impo- chips? I know that no one can use. <clears throat> and we got into this slagging match as much as Matt and I do. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, well, what do people use badges for then? And we go, well, wear them, I guess. Yeah, I'll put them on. The badge stuff, and yeah. It says seven line hand. That's cool. Mm. But yeah, but poker chips. I've had a few I ideas emailed into us, but you know, condoms are not our our thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we can, is that we a can brag get, no. or is it like? There's <laughs> like, uh, nothing bragging. I don't use condoms. I know it's just I've, I've got one in my wallet, but it's got like it's expired in '87. Very old, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very. very it's just old. ancient. Just your lucky one. Yeah, <laughs> one day the luck will come through. Uh, yeah, we promise, will. Dave. It'll, yeah. it'll work Thanks, out, man. There'll be a Thanks. person for you. Oh, I'm hoping after this. That's why I'm plying you with beers. You know. Oh, oh, well, oh, oh. Anyway, Kai, I'll tell you what. I think a lot of people could. I tell you what. I think a lot of people could see this coming from me. Oh, the Gwent Beta. The, the Gwent Beta. <laughs> <Gwent Bader. laughs> I'm in that Gwent Beta now. Gwent I'm, so, I'm all up in it. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. Like, tell us all about it. So, for top people, of the, top it really of the does sound like a down south kind of word. Gwent Beta. Gwent, Gwent Beta. You want to play some Gwent? I want to go hunting. Yeah, I want to play some Gwent. You better put out your Gwent Beta. <laughs> create some good Gwent in the morning. We Don't you dare breakfast. touch my Gwent Beta. <laughs> Yeah, hey, you hear Timmy down the road? He's got a, he's got a Gwent better. Oh, we gotta go get him. <laughs> get him. Let, let's go Gwenton. <laughs> oh, God, it really does. Well, given that given that is from the world of The Witcher for for people who don't know. So, yes. uh, people who don't know, they should go play The Witcher three. I don't care if you don't own a PC big enough or a console. You need to go buy one of those pieces of equipment yeah. and play it. Yeah. Ignore uh, the rest of the game. Just play, play Gwent. Too, just play yeah. Gwent. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can play hundred hours of Gwent, easy peasy. Yeah. Um, and then find out that there's another game uh, called yeah. The Witcher. Uh, attached to it. With kill some. But, yeah, uh, so Swords and stuff, whatever. Yeah, yeah. defend the world from some otherworldly shit, threats. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, some crap. Um, so in Gwent, you know, you have three rows. You have your comp, your melee guys, and it's like a medieval army. Yep. So you have melee, you have archers, you have um, artillery in the back, mm. and they're vaguely themed around the kingdoms in the series. So for me, I focus on Skelliger 
uh, which is the scary island. Um, Vikings, isn't it? Viking-y yeah, people. Viking, Scottishy yeah. mixed together, kind of uh, the Hebrides. Uh, and that's great fun. That relies on a lot of uh, revive Kelt. from the graveyard. If you revive this card, you get a buff. Or cool. like when you yeah. discard this card, it goes to the graveyard and then onto the field. Like, have they balanced it out somewhat? Since well, the original thing, or is it still your go-to cards? Um, yeah, like some would just be the the just, legendary characters. Yeah, you should never not play them because they're like fifteen. Or well, you can only have one of each in oh, a, in a deck of maximum size forty. Oh no, that's so. different to what you can do in Witcher Three. Isn't yeah, it? You Witcher Three is different. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, so they've they've definitely deepened it, and a lot more cards. Have abilities or powers than what was given in Witcher Three, and they've added a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's kind uh, of like the game that you're playing in Witcher Three is like the the beta, it's like the <laughs> of, draft, uh, like first draft. Yeah, 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 first draft, and then they're like, oh, we can add all these abilities and stuff. To it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. They've just patched it uh, about a day and a half ago, and um, and buffed everything I hate playing against, which is brilliant, <laughs> and actually nerfed a bunch of stuff in my deck because they like. I, I always think in betas, like they're watching your stats, and they go. This dude's winning a bunch with Skelliger. Like, you know, they're looking at (laughs) That is not the case. (laughs) I I keep getting just reamed by... So the Northern Realms deck, which revolves around uh, King Foltest, uh, who died in Witcher 2, Mm -hmm. has just like, oh, buff this card, and then after X many turns, it becomes a gold like uh, oh. card which means it can't be affected by debuffs or destruction cards oh. and I'm like oh great so they just buff the shit out of one card and then it turns gold and then they put a card on it that lets them keep it till the next round and I'm just yeah. like oh. game over so it's kind of like combo deck yeah so all, all the decks have synergy mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing you know when you play this it spawns these other ones so like the wild hunt deck is all beasts and that goes real wide real yeah. quick it has a lot of if you play this and there's two of them on the field it'll breed every turn yeah. and make, oh, another one, cool. make another one cool uh, stuff like that fall test is all, is all buffs uh, um, and you know if this guy's standing next to that guy, and your artillery row debuffs the the opposite. Skellig mm-hmm. is all graveyard stuff, or transforming with like berserkers who turn into bears. Uh, I'm trying to think what the other one is. Uh, and what what sort oh, of they haven't no, uh, Yeah, Squatel is all uh, debuffs, and like you can set traps on the opponent's side. Oh, and really Yu-Gi-Oh style. Is this just on like PC that. or is it coming out? Uh, Xbox One it? as well. I don't oh, think there's a PS4 beta. Oh, really? That's weird because PS4 had the. Uh, the get a pack of Gwent cards, didn't it, with it? They had... Oh, it did, yeah. yeah. When they released the DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is interesting. As an Xbox One player, I'm soon to be a PS4 player. Don't tell the kids. Um, <laughs> don't tell Microsoft. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't tell Microsoft. Yeah, they yeah. also sponsor this podcast. Yeah, they do, yeah. As, Phil, as we record it on this Mike, MacBook. Phil, <laughs> Phil Spector is turning off right now. He's an iPad for yeah. notes. <laughs> Thanks, Microsoft. Thank well, you. I, Thank you. For the record, I'd like it to be known that I have a Microsoft Surface to look at, not a you don't need dirty, lie. dirty iPad. You're, you're, you're I did, I did do my yeah. pre-show rant about Christmas uh, to, with Kai earlier on. Uh, pre-show. Yeah, the pre-show drinks party, which you, yeah. were, you were late to. If yes. you subscribe on Patreon, yeah, you twenty dollars to... an episode, you can listen to the, all the pre-show bad too. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't go. <laughs> which is us sound checking. We yeah. can't. We can't organise that sort of stuff. <laughs> we <Yeah>. should. <laughs> burps, burps, farts, and whinging about work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, the winter about Christmas is in the house right now. What what date is it? It is the seventh of December. Mm-hmm. I have got the PlayStation Four Pro. Oh. I've got the VR headset. Ooh. Got truckload of games. I've got some sweet headphones. I can't play any of it until December 25th. Because it's for Christmas. It's for Christmas. So like I said, I will take it all out on the weekend when the kids are out. Download everything, which could take how many hours. Oh, yeah. Get all the games on board so we can open it on Christmas Day and play it. You're going to you're gonna be tempted while they're out. Oh, graduate yeah, yeah. and do an end of year Christmassy <laughs> school stuff. Just like, 
So just have a quick. Travis have a quick opens play. it on Christmas. We'll open it on Christmas Day, and we're like, we plug it in and play it, and I'm already like level twenty. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. That. Must, be, must have preloaded. Yeah, that, that happens when you buy that game. <laughs> yeah, and why they is there already it. Dorito crumbs on the controller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, smells like beer. All right, now you guys are also talking about uh, Commander, right? Yeah, Commander. Yeah, Commander. these have been Commander. Yeah. So, so this is the the magic variant when you play with a hundred card deck. One of your cards is a legendary creature that's the leader of your deck, and yeah. all the cards have to be the colors of him. Usually, build it around a specific theme. This year's uh, ones that Wizards themselves printed are the four color commanders. Uh, there's only one four color commander in each one. Um, they all do wacky stuff like some really really great powerful things and then they've also introduced the partner mechanic which is you can have two commanders if they both have partner so they've released 15 of these it's three in each of the decks um and uh there's like a hundred and whatever combinations of different ones that you could do and they're all really interesting they let you have these four color decks that you couldn't build before and the reprint the reprints and stuff they've done in them are really great and it's the first time i play commander in a couple of years and it's just yeah. like a new a new lease on life they've done really well with these decks yeah it's a lot of fun me what? and kai played some played a game yeah uh, i have i'll have no shame in saying at all that i've like, kicked yours and zoe's ass yeah so, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah oh you mean the, zoe the uh, champion of the universe zoe uh, rookie champ who no, we probably have to get on the podcast at some no, point no we don't yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, as a person but that came 10 out of 14 she, at that rock. If she yeah. hears this and then complains about us uh, saying that, then maybe. Then maybe, yeah. yeah. Well, that'll never but, happen. Yeah, it'll have to be a segment. Otherwise, it's just endless whining for like, oh, God. <laughs> Not, well, not that we don't. Not that we don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah the, the fact that we literally have a segment where we whine about the fiction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whine about fiction. Oh, I have to get a bottle of red for that. Yeah. Whine oh. about fiction. Oh, clever. When we start the segment, yeah, mm. a nice like wine opening. Why? So you smashed Aaron. Yeah, well, yeah. we were playing three ways, and uh, we oh, were yeah. having a three way. So we had a three way yeah, at, yeah. at the shop. Fair enough. At the shop. At the shop. Lots of people around as well. That's why. Yeah. Those, why do you think them tablecloths are so filthy? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah lots of snacks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so many burgers and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, like I, I swung a big attack on Zoe because I was like, well, I can kill you, and then I won't have come last in this game. <laughs> Zoe had a whinge about it. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just all whinging. I mean, that really wasn't. Oh, even... why would you? Why would you attack me? Oh, no. make my life hard. <laughs> Uh, and then it was all going on, and Aaron's just cascading his whole deck, rolling it over. I was like, getting to the point where you know, Aaron, I'd stabilized you... on like fourteen. It just got yeah. into a life. <laughs> can you just yeah. like put your whole deck in one of them eighties roller decks and spin the whole <laughs> yeah, damn thing around? Thing. Uh, so much cascading from yeah. your uh, Yvis, is that his name? Yidris, yeah, Yidris. And uh, and he played the last counter off of uh, what was that? You made me chuck ancestral. Out my... Oh, what was it? Maybe oh, chuck out Wheel my whole of hand. Fate? Yeah, yeah, Wheel of Fate. It's like, Maybe chuck you... out your whole hand, draw again. I was like, sweet. So I drew, uh, I can't even remember what it's called, uh, but the text goes like this. Cast this card, and it was a sorcery. Uh, all opponents take damage equal to the number of land they control. Aaron controlled 16 land, so... <laughs> so I died. <laughs> I was like, yeah, combo, combo, combo. Reload my hand, go. He's like, kill you? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so... And that's, and, that's how we get that, and that's how we get that thing where one card becomes the greatest card ever because of one anecdotal experience, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Because now you'll be like, I'm going to play that in every deck I ever play ever again. It's, oh, it's so funny. I, uh, someone played me with their like $2,000 deck, you know. It's mono blue. It's oh, like wizard commander, yeah. commander deck. And they've been building it up for years and stuff. Mm. And... Uh, I, I'm playing this like pre-con. Deck. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, pr- pretty much. I've like made a few changes, but but I 
did some crazy stuff and I like, reanimated a creature that I'd discarded. And when it comes into play, I'd also made him discard his hand. When it comes into play, I can cast an instant or sorcery in their graveyard. I had a look at his graveyard. There's target <laughs> player takes another two turns after this one. I was like, oh, my, I think I'm going to cast this one. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, whatever, man. Like, this deck's made for one, like multiplayer anyway. It's yeah. not really built for one-on-one. I was like, Oh. it's good yeah it's been uh it's been a lot of fun it's so different to other magic because there's no pressure and I, I like you can be mean to people and destroy their crap and it doesn't matter like yeah. because you're playing multiplayer games you play one-on-ones you just do some silly stuff I, and i played a uh, me and uh maddie my partner we played a we played a one-on-one i had uh, i was praying playing the brea ethereum shaper deck and she was saskia unyielding mm-hmm. uh which i believe are invent superiority invent superiority and like open hostility open hostility there we go i can't remember this uh (laughs) adjective noun there you go it was adjective adjective noun yes uh and yeah it was it was quite funny to have uh aether sworn adjudicator on the field which has one a black and white destroy target creature and she goes okay cool so two generic and all and all these colors and get saskia back on the field and i was like yep no you don't like (laughs) kill it (laughs) we played for like two hours like i just kept being able to replay (laughs) Bra- I was looking for a way to actually kill off Brea so I could play her again for some more. So fun. the games like, can go quite long. They go like, real long if if, wow. um, if someone's not aggressive. A lot of people build their decks to just go long. Yeah. But when you have a group, when you play in a group or even a one on one, everyone has answers to everything because you have a hundred cards and everyone's drawing three cards and drawing five cards and discard <laughs> the hand and draw that many cards and stuff. Um, <laughs> you've got a wide field with a zillion abilities. Yeah, like, like you got like 30 dudes and you're like, oh, oh just I'll God. pass. I can't be bothered thinking about yeah. attacking, you know. That's a, that's a kind of the joy of that, that format though, isn't it? Because like you said, that guy's got a $2,000 deck, but he hasn't spent $2,000 on no, one no, no, no. He's just been built building it, it up it's just like time, it's, yeah. It really is the, the hobby of the mm-hmm. sport. As much of it is a hobby anyway. But it's and, just... and one time I had a modern deck and I thought that I'd do a similar thing, build it up over time, foil it out, make it look really nice. And then they banned... The big card in it. Oh, what, oh. Treasure Cruise? No, Birthing Pod. <laughs> uh, I built like a whole... It was the Birthing Pod deck. <laughs> and they banned Birthing Pod and this deck is suddenly garbage. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Spent a bunch of money on getting these foils, trading and, you know, yeah. scraping well, value. The together. same as the Gwent beta. They obviously had heard through the grapevine that you had this great Birthing Pod deck and they were like, well, Aaron Graham's probably going to win something. So, so no, no, so no Birthing Pods in Gwent. No, 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 you can't play Birthing Pod. Yeah. Uh, but I, this is this is a sweet format to just like build a deck for and you've got like one or two you've got your friendly one you've got your competitive one you've got your like you know elephant tribal deck really? You, yeah, <laughs> just, you know. um, and you've just got some legendary creature that buffs all elephants or something Sebastian from like Mastodon oh he's an elephant yeah, yeah elephant construct elephant, yeah. maybe the, but you know everyone's got a girl who was in the store yesterday said oh I used to play this like bird tribal deck and no one could beat it even the people were there like you know because yeah. it's just birds like all these old school oh. birds from 20 years ago that just like you know comes into play with a feather counter and you turn other stuff into birds and <laughs> really? It's, yeah really everything's flying yeah. it's, it's that's that's what i find the interesting thing is so much stuff like the um the invent superiority one had an artifact land and i was like how is that not still a thing that would have been awesome mm. why can't i have artifact lands why did you read up about it like oh well it's uh it's a mirrodin job isn't it yeah. like it's phyrexians and all their like uh and things like that yeah. but um my god when they when they first printed the artifact lands they banned them almost immediately because <laughs> it was uh because they were way too strong uh but uh, great in commander though they're so much fun what well, is one of the one of the things i was just um i think about you mentioning all, all the cards mm-hmm. i did have a bit of a flashback myself with um i was just thinking about all the curries you know the indian theme and uh, yep. like you know that's going on in kaladesh 
and all of the curries that have happened. Like there was some Dal centered reference in in this story here, and I I made myself giggle for quite a, a stupid amount of time, thinking about shards of Alara. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then I went up and looked up all the creatures you could get. And here was a few that I got. I got um well recently we know the shart of broken glass. Ooh. Nasty. Ah, right? damn. Yeah. Uh the aura shart. It's quite pretty. Aura sharts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crystal shart. The shart phoenix. The shart volley. I like that one. <laughs> the wall of sharts. And then Sharting Sphinx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I read out in my giggling. I read out to Fiona, my wife, and she goes, "Oh, Sharting Sphinxster," and it's just like, "Wow, you're getting on board. You love to come yeah. to the show as well." Yeah. Did you say Sphinxster? Yeah, no, I said Sphinx, but that's better. Thank yeah. you. That should yeah. be the next undeck. Just poo jokes. Poo. The whole time. Mono poo. poo. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna do new manicola. Sh- shart volley. Brown. Well, in preparation for our big beer and pizza show that's coming up, I realised we are three. So, as being a three-year-old, you know, we're into. Uh, toilet humor, that's funny. Yep, that's funny. And there was something else, but I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, threes, just, you know, it's Three. a game. We're into yeah. playing games. I like games, yeah. Yeah, toilet yeah. humor. Yeah, games like. will do. But I mean, like, three-year-olds just have games like, I don't know, I'm going to see how many times I can slap the kitchen cupboard door. Uh, like, can well. you stop that, please? <laughs> that's a good game, Carl. Uh, that's a beer, beer and pizza show. That'll be segment What's the, one. Two thousand and sixteen. What's the promo code for slapping the kitchen cupboard door? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we we'll get dive into some of that. Remember those, some of those segments that I mentioned earlier on. We should do some of those. What segments? What, the, oh, the the new seven. What was it? Seven grasp. Seven, seven ask a grasp. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, in the Dead of Night MTG Story Review and Aether Revolt Spoilers. Coming up soon on Seven Land Hand. Also, we've got you know, MTG Card Quiz, Flavor Text, Iron Graham's Premonitions, the lot. Oh, so many segments. Jam-packed. Deluxe. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into it. Advert. <laughs> <laughs> Every month. Good games. Oh, you didn't you do that? I thought you were going to join in with that. Oh, you did that. You did it. Well, we'd never Ad- done it. Yeah, you did it once. <laughs> You read out oh, advert because God, it I'm says funny. advert. I know it was hilarious. Um, so I thought I'd re- revive that, but it was only me. Guy's not impressed. Look at that face. Anyway, every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win board games we review. This, this month is very confusing because there are two games from Renegade Game Studios. That's Lotus and Lanterns. Say it too quick. Sounds like one game. Lotus and Lanterns yeah. isn't one game. That's two so games. So what's the second game called? Lanterns. Lotus and Lanterns and Lanterns? Made by the same company? That's very confusing. Should, yeah, Lotus, Lotus and Lanterns and Lotus and... Oh, see? It's, oh, and, yep. In December and while stocks last, good games everywhere, even in Indianapolis. Hello there to our friends in America. Good games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Lanterns and Lotus. See, I reversed it there yeah, to try and... I see. Yeah, I All you have to do is peacefully float into your local good game store, smelling of petal juice, and hum this month's password. Koi Pond. This December, the password is Koi Pond. Koi, koi Pond. Koi. Hmm. Mm. Kai? Hey. Koi Pond! <laughs> Let's bust the booster. Bust the booster! <laughs> oh, oh, it's bust the booster Calidus style. Not many of these left, guys. What we got? We got. Next month we're going to be doing. Will we squeeze maybe one? Maybe one. Oh, oh, maybe man. one more. Middle of next month, New is, Year. 
Yeah, might be tough. Middle of January is going to be. Might be just before Aether Revolt comes out. Yeah. So absolutely nobody will be interested in the next in one. So this one. Yeah. <laughs> we can do. We can uh, bust a hypothetical Aether Revolt booster. Yeah, we can do a spoiler booster. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, thinking ahead. Spoiler booster. Right. I shall throw away our advert card. Uh, Planes land. Uh, Planes is like like pretty good in this format. Like. Um, yeah. I'd rather be planes than than some of the other colors. Like, how about so, ruinous gremlin, Aaron? Uh, no, I don't know. No, no, don't like that one. It's a, it's a one-one. You can pay two and a red, uh, sacrifice it, and destroy target artifact. Oh, yeah. I really like killing it with my with my incidental kill spells. I'd, I'd draft it just to say like, and that's what I call my girlfriend. <laughs> nice, <laughs> dirty just talk, dirty talk, gremlin. Mm. Uh, Herald of the Fair is a two and a white for a three-two that you can. Uh, st- oh, hang on. When Herald of the Fair's enters the battlefield, target creature you control gains plus one, plus one. Oh, it's okay. And that, that's got Aaron Graham written all over it. Like you, it, I reckon you'd generally like that does, as a filler, wouldn't I, you? Yeah, I lo- love it as a, as a filler guy, as much as, almost as much as I love two mana tutus. Oh, but traveling philosopher. This is kind of, it just gets shut never down. never see by- those days again. <laughs> <laughs> we will return to Theros. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah return to <laughs> Theros. traveling philosopher. It's, going, it's all premonitions coming up. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Herald of the Fair. It's, it's so replaceable. There's so many good threes and fours, and this yeah. guy's the first cut for my deck. That's He's a good call, isn't it, when you're drafting? is like, what else could be playing for three? Exactly. How else could you spend that mana? Mm-hmm. High Tide Hermit. Four and a uh, island for a High Tide Hermit Creature Crab. Who's a 4-4? Four, four, and he's a defender. And when he enters, you get four energy counters. You can pay two energy counters. High Tide Hermit can attack this turn. It's a lot of lot of energy to spend on a on an attack, but it's, you are going to hit with four. It's one of the only cards that produces four energy. Mm. Um, there's, a, I think, maybe one other one, but paying two energy Brist- just to make your five drop attack. Bristling Hydra is the other one. Uh, oh, bristling bristling Hydra gives you three. Aether yeah. Aether Torch Renegade gives you but four. Aether Theorist and that uh, give you I, three. Give you three for two. Give you three for two. That red little red Riding Hood wandering through the uh, the green forest gives you three as well. Three, so so if you called. if you want this as an energy producer, it's not the best because you're paying five mana for it. Yeah. And all my other five drops don't require me to pay energy to attack with them, so I play them instead. And is blue a good color to get lots of energy for? Uh, yeah, blue, I'll play this in my blue, blue green really. Blue green heavy energy yeah. decks but you don't want five mana four four that you've got to pay to built attack. to smash travis loves these pump smells smells <laughs> pump yeah, smells well, he's 11 totally humor still funny yeah. well we like pump spells but uh <laughs> one red mana to built to smash at instant speed plus three plus three uh, does that give a trample as well if, if it's trample, an artifact if it's an artifact mm. uh, plus three plus three but only to attacking creatures oh this is okay like you, you got to be quite aggressive before you want it and you want to have lots of artifacts because just given you do plus three plus three is not pushing that damage through and still throw a servo gonna... underneath it and just waste the whole card mm-hmm. yeah but if you're but if you're like betting on having artifacts this is this is a great set to yep. be uh-huh. drafting yes, artifacts in mind. Um, my favorite thing to hit this with is weld fast monitor which is a three two yeah. artifact guy you can pay red to give it menace and they go Okay, I'll double block to get past the minutes. You're like, built a smash, kill them both! <laughs> <laughs> Karate kick! Karate kick them! <laughs> wow, I didn't see that coming. All right, High Spire Artisan is a two and a green for a creature who's an elf artificer, which it helps if you've got the goggles. He's got reach. He's also a zero three, but you can fabricate one. Hmm. Uh, not great. I'm already looking at no. the next card. Uh, next no, card. No, no, ambitious, no ambitious Aetherborn or Aetherborn however you like to say it. Your Henny. Yeah. Four and a Swamp for a creature who's an Aetherborn Artificer. He fabricates one. He's a 4-3 when he comes in. 
Compare this guy to High Tide Hermit. Yeah. He's all upside. He's in black, which is a better color. <laughs> all right, um, yeah. uh, he fabricates, so you get the choice of a 4-3 and a 1-1 one, one, or a 5-4 for 5 mana. Yeah. And uh, he, you don't need to pay energy to attack with him. Um, and he's an artificer. Like, I, play this guy. You got a 5-5 five, five and a 1-1 one, one, or, or like a 6-6. A six, yeah. uh, six, six. Uh, is it just the goggles that get excited about the artificer? Uh, yes, yeah, there's one other it, uncommon yeah. that triggers every time you play an artificer. I, okay. I really quite like this guy. He's a premier five drop in those black white decks for me because yeah. he he's both um, an artificer for your random synergies and he makes artifacts for your artifact synergies. I, I don't get the feels for this guy, but I can't really put it into words why. You know, uh, it's it's quite it's, it's quite mediocre, but I've been yeah. enjoying him more than any of the other cards in, in the right. pack. Sky Skiff, there's someone that somebody might get attracted to. He's mm. a, a flying 2-3 uh, for two, uh, and you only require one crew to crew it. It's uh, uh, good. Go, yeah, it goes in pretty much every day. You want to be quite aggressive. goes well with Night Market Lookout and stuff, but I, I haven't been picking these up very highly, and other people seem to be getting them instead. Yeah, because you still only, like, you know what you do? You get a, a like a, a, but you wouldn't do a one-drop, would you? Oh, like, it's know, very like, unlikely you have a one like drop a in this thriving set. turtle. I love the thriving turtles. You know, you get him out there, you swing attack, in for a pointless and attack, and then you screw this guy and the next one. And but this is an artifact, turn. like, and you know, you usually don't see a lot of blocking power in in the sky. I mean, yep. artif- the artifact vehicles kind of changing mm, that a bit. But sure. what if you can build to smash on that? Yeah, like, like I'll definitely put this oh, in yeah. my aggressive decks, and it's a great thing when they when they think that they block it and you built to smash your vehicle. Mm. Um, this one. Uh, I I really like because the, of the sequence where you go in in a white deck say uh, you go sky skiff on turn two on turn three you play one of the fabricate guys um, yeah glint sleeve shine bright yeah, yeah. bolt tight guy fabricate the servo you use the servo to crew this attack for two and you've still got your two two back to defend uh, or, yeah, or whatever yeah um, so you crew with the guy who's got summoning sickness yep. that's yep. the trick mm-hmm. that's the trick yeah, yeah. Um, and has, with servos you got lying around I, I really quite like this card goes... do you think once we've passed the Aether Revolt there's loads of cards in here that were artifact matters mm-hmm. are we just gonna they're just gonna just drop out of the world of magic or no, then I'm not sure because we're not playing artifacts like crazy otherwise up until now we've just been like artifacts uh, just whatever yeah, yeah yeah but <clears throat> zombies have become a where they mattered in Oath of the Gatewatch with Kalitas, mm-hmm. uh, and they've mattered right through to um, Eldritch Moon. Mm-hmm. So that's across three sets there. Yeah. But there's a lot across, if you were playing like a, a, another format, there's lots of zombie cards around. You can yeah. still build a pretty good deck. I was just wondering whether that was going to stay the same. Like, yeah, is artifacts there strength matters. in old artifacts and current artifacts like, to get some Artifacts matter hasn't come up since like Scars of Mirrodin, New Phyrexia. This is like five or six years ago. So this is the first artifact set they've done in, in a long time. And even then, it's not that many artifacts like mm. you got lots of stuff that produces random well, a lot of vehicles and stuff, and stuff. a lot, like a lot of, of vehicles in the the servos but um yeah i guess it is kind of an artifact set but it's not like mirrodin was an artifact set where like half the cards in your pack would be artifact creatures and stuff so all right well you know cards that we will remain excited about forever dakari peafowl for <clears throat> a four no uh, no aaron no oh, it's, <clears throat> oh excuse me that's fine it's a 2-4. It doesn't fly. It's a bird. Unless you pay a, an island and then he gains flying until the end of turn. So I don't know if that, you pour a bit of water on your bird and he <laughs> yeah. takes off. Is that how it works? You shoot him with some energy. Yeah, some get your water energy. pistol out. And <laughs> get out of here. I'm off. Stop crapping on my balcony. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I used to get really freaked out by the peacocks at university because I just have peacocks there for some reason. And they're reason. huge. And they just like... 
fall from like one of the balconies and just <laughs> vaguely flap oh, so they don't squash on the pavement and they're just like ah well, you're not allowed to touch them we had one just cruise into our tutorial classroom <laughs> one time we're all just sitting there staring at it and it's like stuck around for a while we I was just vaguely out. tried to shoo it a bit get out of here welcome back to magic university days <laughs> as we reminisce about the takara p file in our tutorial oh, good days so we're just ignoring that one are we yeah so what about the torch gauntlet he costs you two he's an artifact equipment and you get plus two, plus zero. This is the kind of equipment that we've been used to over the years, haven't we? This is the yeah, sort of card that we've kind ignored of mediocre kind of thing. Uh, the thing that we keep talking about, um, Inventor's Goggles. Yeah. It's because you don't have to pay mana for it yeah. half the time in your, in your good it. decks. Exactly. Mm. So you can go Inventor's Goggles on turn one. Avery Mechanic, which is my tra- traveling philosopher of the set. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just a 2-2. Two, two. He's an artificer. Boom. Two, turn two, three, four, What? Whereas this, it's kind of like you play Taunch Gold on turn two, you play a three drop, and then you like tap two of your four mana on turn four to equip it to you. You're never doing that. No. This is rubbish. I know. Why, why are you paying two you mana? You don't even get a toughness boost, which is kind of what <laughs> yeah. you want from the Inventor's Gold because the toughness boost is the biggest thing. Oh, yeah, getting equipped for free. It's great, yeah. isn't it? It's like yeah. when you figure that it's out. It's the only thing that sets it apart, although I would never play a plus one, plus two out of um, no. equipment. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is our 10th common, unfortunately. Mm, sad. Sad. Foundry Screecher. He's like, you know, there's an argument waiting to happen, isn't he? Foundry Screecher. Two in a swamp for a bat. He's a 2-1 in the air. He's got flying. Foundry Screecher gets plus one, plus zero as long as you control an artifact. Artifact matters, people. I really like this guy. I like this guy. Yeah, he just does all the things you want to do. He looks like the kind of guy I would have hanging around as well. He's hanging like, around? Bat. Upside <laughs> down. Upside down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Won't stop talking about how his parents are dead. Yeah, it's too much of that. Shh, Bruce, come on, buddy. Yeah, so Artifact Matters, you get him in there for hitting for three in the air. Yeah, he's, uh, he's how I close out a lot of those black-white games. You gum up the ground with like 50 servos. Yeah. You hit him with your foundry screech <laughs> until they're dead. And then someone hits you with that kill. No, everything gets negative one. Oh, negative one don't and, even talk. Yeah. Fumigate. Me card. Make no, obsolete. No, make obsolete. Make yeah. obsolete. Fumigate I, is a card I have one of somewhere in my in my collection, mm-hmm. and but I've seen so little of. I've got no idea what it, it does. I know it's like a board sweeper, right? Yeah, but, uh-huh. but what's the general? It's right? destroy all creatures. You gain a life for each creature destroyed this way. Oh wow! It's quite it's okay. quite strong. Yeah. So in in draft especially, you have it in your hand, and they and you put down just enough crappy blockers to like survive and yeah. they go guy 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 cool i'm gonna just attack him over the next few turns you like fumigate play a bunch of creatures <laughs> yeah. after it uh, it's yeah it's quite good all you, right you could say it's a reversal of fortune uh what's reversal of fortune uh isn't there's also dramatic reversal apparently dramatic reversal, reversal of fortune is that's what i went very for. very old oh uh, dramatic reversal I see, I see now everyone knows that i'm using gatherer on the side to make puns <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but let's quickly distract them with a long tusk cub. Oh, this guy. Yes. I love this, this guy. guy. Yes. This guy, you can play anytime if you're building an energy deck, right? So mm. a long tusk cub is a one for, and a forest for an uncommon 2-2, two, two, and he's a cat. But then he's going to give you two energy every time he deals combat damage to a player, and you can pay two energy, colon, that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. You don't have to tap it or anything mm. else. And put a plus one, plus one counter on a long tusk cub. What am I going to do with all this energy I've been building up over this game and I had nothing Make to play Make a seven, on? seven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, exactly. Wow. Two mana, seven, seven. I think, if, uh, I think it'd be a, yeah, I know. I think it'd be a great strategy as well if it's if long tusk, uh, long tusk club. Long tusk cub. Oh, I've done that wrong then. 
Long Clom, Tusk Cub. Clom uh, Tusk Club. Long Tusk Cub. Yeah. If you just have it out there and just occasionally you're like, oh, i got nothing to do, chuck a counter on it, and, and it's not threatening, like you're not hitting them mm. with it every turn or something like that, yeah, you'd be easy to get to a point where it's like, oh, that's now like a 6-6 six, six, and it's very, yeah. very threatening. The, but it, it doesn't matter when it comes in. If you get it out early and there's nothing defending, you can swing it, it starts generating its starts own feeding plus itself, one. Right, exactly. And then even if you, it's like turn six and you've got, a, and you know it's, you've got a few in your hand and you're just building up energy, you just bang and play it and just mm. chuck all your energy onto it. Not yeah. immediately, just in case they see that coming. Mm-hmm. And then just swing in with that and you're doing maybe Maybe damage. it's like in your end step, I just like, I spend like 23 yeah, yeah. energy. Because you can do it at any time, right? Mm-hmm. You can just like, just feel like doing this for keeping involved in the game. He's, uh, he's quite unique in that he could actually win the game by himself. I got mana screwed against one of my opponents at the, at the Grand Prix in a side draft that I did. And I played mm-hmm. this on turn two, didn't drop my third land for four or five turns. And he was like struggling because yeah. he didn't play a two drop. I hit him for two. He plays a three three, but uh, a three drop, but it was like a two three, and so I can turn this into a three three whenever. Yeah. And you just hit him for three, and so if you, he blocks, you swung a three three, your three three long tusk club into his two three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because mm-hmm. he couldn't. Kill you could, yeah, because because he can't kill course, it. Yeah. So that means he doesn't want to lose his guy, so he takes another one. That's a four four. It's yeah. bigger than whatever he plays on turn four. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's exactly. always slightly. If you get him one hit with it, it's always slightly bigger than whatever they play, and he only just scraped the win together after he like triple blocked it or something and I still didn't draw land side. So yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's so good. And it's not, it's not one of those cards that suffers for when it comes into the game. I don't yep. feel. If mm-hmm. you've got the other support cards there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if he's the only one that's generating energy, you're screwed and... Yeah, as, yeah. As, as but even round then, six. he could just... You could play him on turn two and they could not have an answer and they could lose. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Kai? Uh, no, I was uh, I was making excited hand motions about the next card, which I definitely have not seen. Oh, okay. Oh, really? I don't get this. If, if you're legitimately excited about this, I don't get this card. Mm. It's Weapon Craft Enthusiast. Mm. Two and a swamp for a zero one Aetherborn Artificer. He fabricates two and that's it. Really? It doesn't look like much. And honestly, I was as skeptical as that. Yeah. He just makes three bodies for three mana. Yeah. And uh, I, my one of my favorite cards of the set has become Inspired Charge, which is all your creatures get plus two, plus one to end of turn. <laughs> oh, so right. like I said, if you don't draw that Foundry Scritch, you're just gumming up the board with service. Like, I'll get through these eventually. Attack, attack. You're like, no blocks. And they're like, what? <laughs> oh, what? And you yeah. hit him for 30. Yeah. You hit him for 30. <laughs> Weaponcraft Enthusiast. Helps uh, you get there. Yeah, helps yeah. you get there. You just make dudes. And then uh, when they least expect it, you charge inspiredly. Yeah, I did like that's why I like it. You get three guys for three mana, regardless of the the attack. Yeah. So you're always there. just making dudes, always making so because yeah, a two one for three is just garbage. I still I still can't get behind three bodies for it's for it, three. I, I to to be honest, it's one of these amazing things that comes from them making really interesting complex draft sets. Yeah, this doesn't look like much. No, not at all. But in context of that black white go wide deck, yeah, there's no card I want more than this. Wow. Um. But oh, again, I'm not that. first picking it. No, <laughs> it's it's about it is about just playing with it and unlimited resources. They're like, this guy's great. I'm like, he doesn't seem good. No. I'll just put him in my black white deck. Yeah, whatever. He's a three drop. Maybe he's a two three. Sometimes, always make the servos and then double triggers your artifact stuff. Your oh, it's just great. I'm I'm time. excited for him. I know it's outside of Buster Booster, but I'm going to put that in. Uh, I'm making a deck around metallurgic summonings and all the modules, the three module artifacts. Oh, yeah. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, get an energy. Whenever you get an energy, get a token. Well, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you get a token, get a thopter. Like. Mm. So what would you, well, maybe we'll just do that. We'll do the last uncommon. We'll just say what we're picking before we see the rare. Sure. Last uncommon is morbid curiosity with for one and two swamps for a sorcery. It allows you to as an well as an additional cost 
to cast Morbid Curiosity, sacrifice an artifact or creature. Draw cards equal to the converted mana cost of the sacrificed permanent. I have. This is the only card in this pack I have not played. Yeah? I've played every other card. Wow. Um, This is just like, you want to sacrifice something with high mana cost... But you, you, but you don't want to sacrifice. You don't want to sacrifice that. Also, you just do. Is this all you're doing on that team? Drawing, like, you sacrifice a four drop. You draw four cards. Yeah, sure. You lost a card. You used the card on this, so you're only really up two cards. And you probably shouldn't have played the stupid four drop in the first place if it was that garbage. Yeah, if it was that it, bad right? that you just want to sacrifice it. So, I guess something good to sacrifice is weapon craft enthusiasts because you've gotten most of your value out of it. But it's just not good. Is and there, fact, is there ever huh. a situation where you might crew a vehicle just to sack it with that? Because then it's a creature? Um, you can always you can sacrifice an artifact. an artifact or a creature oh, with sorry. morbid curiosity. Yeah. So, um, but then again, why did you get that? If you if the vehicle was so bad, why did you play it in the first yeah. place? Well, yeah. the game state can make it obsolete, but then that's a really big... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so then, you, then you're making your whole deck for... Oh, when when I, all these cards become useless and I can't exactly, be, yeah, have yeah, any yeah. effect on the game, I'll play this just so I can get two... the field. So, so I can get two or three three more crap cards which are designed to make yeah you're like no what's my morbid curiosity I already used it Ah." (laughs) that is exactly the logic and when people come up and show me their draft deck and they're like oh this is for like commencement of festivities what if they attack me for a bunch of things I can prevent all the combat damage I'm like literally do anything else to not put yourself in that position where when you're getting attacked for a bunch of damage you use an instant they keep all the creatures they do all the stuff you've built your deck around drawing this when you're about to lose that seems terrible yeah. Dan Dan at the store um, beat me with commencement of festivities yeah. which is that perfect anecdotal thing you know, like I swung on with everybody easily going to beat him he did commencement of festivities everyone was tapped then he just hit me and beat me with that next go and then for him that became the greatest card yeah, in the universe like, card- it's like, no it's not it's still a terrible card <laughs> yeah. it just, just happened to win that particular mm-hmm. scenario yeah, anyway alright we've got as uh, our rare Pia Nalar. Two and a red for a 2-2, who is a legendary creature. She's a human artificer. When PNLR enters a battlefield, create a 1-1 colorless Thopter artifact with flying. And for one and a red, you can target artifact creature and give him uh, plus one, plus zero until the end of turn. Or you can play one and sacrifice an artifact. Target creature can't block this turn. You guys been on top of that one? Yeah. Like, I really like this. As as Mm. increasingly investigating draft, I would probably pick this out of this set because it does so much yep. for two and a red. Exactly, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like red is easy to draft synergy with in this one. Like, if you're like, oh, when it comes back around, hopefully, you know, Built to Smash is still there, that's a common, or there's mm-hmm. another one going around the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the fact it probably that, would because I wouldn't pick red at all. I, I, I'm, like, red-phobic. I would mm-hmm. steer away yeah. from red in this form. Or uh, if you can run into a welding sparks, do X oh, damage well, where X yeah, is yeah. number of like effects you control plus red three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if there's Jesus, a welding sparks, yeah. you grab like, the welding sparks. Yeah. I'd hate draft a welding welding sparks just to stop whoever's playing red <laughs> yeah. not getting it right yeah. splash, why splash have you got that I don't know yeah. just to fill my hand with something I don't know yeah. Yeah. discard a card I guess <laughs> but uh, I, I love this it does so much for three that's, mana that's exactly it we were talking about weapon craft enthusiasts on the surface doing uh, not looking like much but doing so so much yeah PNLR on the surface the the Thopter vanilla wise it works great doesn't vanilla it is great. you got three power on the board and one one of that is in flying and um the, people just forget about both of the abilities. I've I've had this out, and I've got prophetic prison and some crappy servos, and they go, "Cool, yeah, I'll set up all my blocks." And I'm like, "Sack this, sack this." Your three guys can't block. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, forgot about that one." Or they mm. attack into one of my servos, and I go, 
pump three mana into it, kill your fourth one. They're like, ah, I forgot about that ability as well. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, it's just great. It's good value. I don't, I don't, when I'm playing my green, I mean, the, granted, that's like what we were saying, uh, it's uh, a, like a sealed environment playing mm-hmm. Magic Jewels. Yeah. When I'm playing my green, blue energy deck uh-huh. and this card comes out, I don't fear it. You know, like no, when you yeah. see cards come mm-hmm. out and you're thinking, oh, they played their rare, oh crap, what's going to yeah. happen now? This one, I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that kind of... It's not the, yeah, It's not that kind of like someone plays a bristling Hydra and you're like, oh, shit. You I don't deal with that. Like, get on top of that <laughs> yeah. Hydra. Yeah. You, don't, you don't feel that I don't one get that either. I, yeah. I don't feel that one either because it doesn't yeah. have travel. So I yeah. can just throw my servos. I've always have servos for some reason. And it have to burn through a lot of energy to pump it. It's usually yeah, yeah, I'm using an energy deck What's just to get three, three energy. Uh, someone plays Nyssa against you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's or a nice. Sky Sovereign. Electrostatic Pummer. Ele- yeah, it's, Sky Sovereigns are just... Oh. It's... Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, horrible like, to deal some with. of these mythic rares and stuff. But this one is, I think, a little better than than Cub. It's definitely better than um, Weapon Craft. See, I'm, I'm going for. I'm going for You're taking Cub. Cub from yeah, this pack. Yeah, I would. Um, I, I like Cub a lot. I, I think. I think it's close for sure. Like PNLR is. Um, I, I, I want to say high impact, but it's just versatile. I guess you were just yeah. saying it does so much. And I'm, doesn't really ask. I'm so happy to first pick it because there's so many situations it works yeah. in. Rather than yeah. every the reverse of so much else we talk about where it's like it works in this one situation if these 10 other things line <laughs> yeah. up. It's like, no, it works in 10 other situations yeah. because it's got this one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's two two bodies and um, you can just pump your your vehicles and your whatever. Yeah. Well, it's not... If you look at the pack as far as what's going to wheel back to you, like I'm going Long Tusk Cub, but there's not a lot of... There's no energy cards that are going to no, come back. Yeah. The only thing I'm looking at is that High Tide Hermit, which I wouldn't want. Mm-hmm. And... But then even then, you've got the PNLR, the other yeah. red cards, uh, pretty vanilla. Unless you want the built to smash. Well, I think uh, PNLR tends to want is... to be in aggressive decks because yeah. of the uh, target creature can't block and giving your artifact creatures plus one plus zero. So built to smash is actually g- good in archetypes like this. Um, you make some thopters, you make some whatevers. And even if you've got something that's worthwhile, a 4-4, four, four, five, five, mm-hmm. and they do block it, it doesn't have trample for some reason, yeah. and you're playing this aggro deck and doesn't have trample, and they do block it, you go, sweet, well, in your declare blockers, I say that that can't block, actually. So um, you, can't, you can't do it after they've already declared oh, it as a blocker. Yeah, you have to do it before they block. Well, I mean, if you can second guess what they block. Of course, like, yeah, if yeah. They've got a thopter If there's like an to... obvious block, you go, yeah. well, this guy's not blocking the, the flyer, yeah. so you can if get If they're going to throw a servo mm-hmm. under something that's powerful and doesn't have trample, then you're like, oh, that's over. Yep. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. the, the nice synergy in this for wheeling back to you is the weapon craft enthusiast. You're fabricating two. Ooh, Foundry, black, red, aggro. I'm Foundry liking Screech, this. I'm liking yeah, this. You get Foundry Screeches happening there. Yep. Artifact matters. And you got your Aetherborn. Uh, this is, yeah. Well. So so that's actually a good setup for that because um, the, the black, red, you want your black artifacts matters stuff and your red kind of random fabricate. Um, World Fast Monitor actually have been really liking as well. And there's stuff like Sky Skiff, you know. Crew yeah. with your random thopters and servers you got lying around. All right. Yeah. So we're all over the place. What did you go for, Kai? Uh, I'm just going to go P and I'm going to say P, I think, it, as well. It's a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> just because just yeah. you don't get to play with the rares as much as well. And if it's close between two cards that are relatively easy to cast two and three mana... I'll just take the rare if, to give it a go. If it were, if it was not peel and Nala, if it was like uh, I, I can't even remember now, cultivator of blades or something was the sure, rare. I'd yeah. Just be like, oh, weaponcraft enthusiast. No, yeah. no, no. Context, I'd take but. cub over cultivator of blades. Yeah, I me think. too. Yeah. I don't like cultivator. <laughs> it's another card. I can't get it to work. He seems really seems good, awesome. But... Seems awesome. It reads the exact opposite to weaponcraft enthusiast, <laughs> yeah. but it just doesn't. 
and seem to enter the game at the right time yeah. ever. You're like, yeah, three three, and I like, kill it. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Three three. I'm going to make everything else three plus three plus three when I attack. Mm, but it just essence extraction. Yeah, it just <laughs> it becomes a target for removal yeah, exactly. if, that, if that's what you want to burn. So through. you want the servers, but then you're only giving them plus one plus one. Yeah, uh, no. rough rough card. Yeah. All right. What, what do we want to do after? We'll, we'll play some music and we'll get back. What do you want to do? The the newbie. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do the grasper ask. All right, let's grasp do that. my ass that, seven times. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, thanks for naming that one, Kai. That was a good segment <laughs> name. Oh, yeah. Great. Kai's been doing research. Woo-hoo. So, what yeah. do you got? Tell us a backstory to this one. So, recently, kind of in in my sphere of influence in my life, um, in in search of some more people to regularly play with, I've started uh, playing with some nearby people in my life who are quite new to magic. Yeah, uh, very enthusiastic, but very very green. Yeah, and um, all playing green. Uh, there's actually no, there's very, very <laughs> little green being played, which makes me happy. Mm. And, and we got to this point of green. you doing this because we thought we it's a lot of podcasts out there just uh, aim for the experienced players and kind of overshoot everyone that's just starting out. So we thought it might be good. We've tried in the past, haven't we, Aaron, it's kind to of revisit like, the exactly. brand new players. It's I think it's easy to assume if you're listening to a podcast about magic. It's about competitive magic and it's about the nitty gritty and yeah. and all this kind of thing. But but we're here for you, new player. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. we try. <laughs> well, well maybe this can apply to all players. But I don't know what the questions are, so I'm just no. Well, so so what we've got what we've got then. Okay. So so a few of these come directly from them, yeah. uh, and some of them I've kind of generated based on moments where I've expl- had to explain something Themes and just been questions. greeted with absolute like disbelief or, yeah. or stunned like oh that's how that is like yeah uh, those kind of things so uh question number one what can a token creature do so a token creature can do anything a regular creature can do it's still affected by summoning sickness um a token creature is literally just defined by the fact that it's been created by some ability and it doesn't have a physical card that you shuffle into your deck to represent it you can actually represent it with anything it's just a, a bead yeah. or a scrap of paper or a shoe a shoe uh, an upside down card it just if you have a dice or something on it to indicate that it is what the token is a 2-2 zombie say so if you're people, playing standard the judge isn't going to bust you for not having the actual no token. no like I've, I've used yeah like the sponge that separates my dice from, <laughs> from like rattling around in my in my thing, yeah. or, or upside down cards, or whatever, like backwards, like literal ripped up bits of paper. I think paper. we get it. It can be anything. Yeah. <laughs> Dice, uh, yeah. <laughs> coasters, <laughs> chips. Yeah. Your, opponent's girlfriend, your opponent's girlfriend just sit her on the table and push teeth. her across. Teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just yeah, take yeah, out teeth. the dentures. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you can use anything. And yeah. a question that I have actually gotten is if I don't have the token, can I not make it? And I think that would be an insane rule. <laughs> If I don't have a token, if I, like I don't have a two-two zombie token, does yeah. that mean I can't make one? I'm like, oh yeah, what? That would be the worst. Yeah. It's just like, do you own a zombie token? No, you can't make this thing. <laughs> and uh, and just answer this rapid fire with yes/no questions. Mm-hmm. Right? Do oh. token creatures exist on the field? Yes. Do token creatures exist in the hand? No. They, if they would ever be returned to a zone other mm-hmm. than the battlefield, the battlefield, they evaporate. They, yeah. They evaporate. Yeah. So yeah, if you bounce the token the back thing. to the, the the player's hand, it just goes. Yeah, because yeah. there's no way to recast it. The exception is Ooh. if it says whenever a creature you control dies, tokens do hit the graveyard, as in a creature has died and then it disappears. Yes. Mm. But, but they so, never go back to their hand. And they can't count towards delirium for that reason. They cannot count towards delirium. And if you're getting anything out of your graveyard, tokens are never there. 
Yep, because correct. There's nowhere to interact with tokens outside of them mm. being in play. But they're great for, like, if you're making hundreds of humans and you've got a vampire deck and you sack in humans, uh, sack a creature, you mm-hmm. can kill them all off and yep. that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. They, still they are still sac- creatures. Sacrificing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've witnessed some really interesting stuff uh, because the guys I'm playing with are playing with um, uh, intro decks that they're, you know, uh, buying boosters to, to modify up and seeing Sanctifier of Souls, uh, Vessel of Ephemera to ge- ge- generate uh, spirit tokens oh, and then using Stitcher's Grasp and just swapping it and swapping and swapping oh, yeah, Stitcher's cool. Grasp, uh, yeah. Graft around because uh, Stitcher's Graft kills anything when it becomes detached. Wow, um, that's crazy. Which, oh. uh, which leads to my next question. Yes. Uh, about, you know, doing things in mm-hmm. magic. What's a mana pool? So ah. We'll, oh wow! This is interesting. This is this is stuff that that gets skipped over. I've got a couple things people yeah. have been asking me about this week, and it's just it doesn't say it anywhere on any card. A mana pool. We were talking about this, weren't we? This like how they should have just like a quick fire five page little how to be yeah. a brochure that you a PDF on the website. Mm. Yeah. Have you started playing Magic? Hit this big red link. Mm. Yeah. So mana pools because everyone knows what summoning sickness is for some god known reason. It's very intuitive, isn't it? It's just yeah. like you've just been summoned by a, fa- a fancy wizard onto a battlefield. You're you're all disorientated. Thank you, you for gotta, calling me a fancy wizard. By yeah, you got to get yourself together before you can go do battle for him. Yeah, or um, a mana pool is just where you st- uh, store your mana until you spend it on a spell. So if, when you tap a forest, technically it does have the text "tap this permanent." Add green mana to your mana pool. Um, and things about mana pools, they empty as you leave the phase that you're in. So as you leave your main phase, you can't take mana that you that you tapped for into the next bit. You have to spend it in the phase that you're in. This is the same for every single phase in the game. So the phases are... Untap, upkeep, draw. Yeah. Main phase. Beginning of combat step. Oh, does it go <laughs> through every single part of the phases of combat as well? Yeah. Like every, oh, you man. can't... If you tap it in the beginning of combat step... Yeah. Say they want to tap one of your guys... Yeah. So that you... Um, uh, so that you can't attack with it, but he taps for mana. You couldn't then use the mana that you tapped on him in the beginning of combat step to do something in the declare attack step. Oh, Okay. Uh, it's it's pretty much spend it right now, yeah, or or in the same area of the game, or it's gone. And that's and and the thing that generated that question was playing against a guy who used Terrarian from uh, Eldritch Moon, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, "Oh, two, you know, uh, two, uh, two of any color, like uh, so, so, you know, so you can have a green and a red if you want, like yeah. when you sacrifice Terrarian. Uh, so two generic mana, sacrifice Terrarian, add two mana." in any combination of colors to your mana pool. Correct. Yeah. And he did that and then picked up his deck. And I was like, uh, why? And he was going to find basic lands. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, that's, that's that's, right. and I said, no, no, no. Like, it's this abstract, like, I call yeah. it, like, in my pocket. Like, I've got yeah. this mana in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, it's just, it's sitting on top of your head or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's like, yeah, your, your mana. But I, I have seen this, and people who play Lanawa Elves or Elvish Mystic, which say tap, add green to your mana pool. I'm like, no, it's like, it's tapping as if it's a forest. You can spend that mana now. But some people are like, every time I tap Elvish Mystic, I get a forest out of my deck and put it in play. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, oh no. my god, no. That would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just mana that you can spend right now, right here. New cha- uh, was it the Planeswalker Chan? Planeswalker Pack? Trandor? I think it's the main 
Kaladesh Chandra. Mm-hmm. Chandra Torch of Defiance. Yeah. yeah, she's got a plus one or mm-hmm. something. Put plus two, one, add red, red to your mana pool. To your mana pool. Mm-hmm. So when you did that, when you activated that on your Planeswalker, that only goes for that particular phase. Yep. It doesn't uh-huh. carry over. Correct, yeah. yeah. So say you want to cast a creature with it post-combat. Um, you you can't activate her before you attack to keep yeah. her protected so you could, or whatever. You couldn't um, pump her loyalty by one mm-hmm. in the first main phase do you combat then second phase spend of, that mana spend that mana then no. ah right yeah. I'm not so sure oh, I had that locked down yeah as well. I've, I've learned mm-hmm. something out of that one yeah. too which actually leads to come my next uh, good thing is a planeswalker a creature no, it's a planeswalker. Yeah. So, so what determines the types of a card are literally just what it says before that dash. Um, mm. In in this case, planeswalker, uh, and then there are super types like legendary, um, which don't count towards stuff like delirium. But um, no, it's it's not. There are exceptions like Gideon, whose one one of his abilities is be- he becomes a planeswalker creature. And he can attack and he can be exiled and all this sort of stuff that Which you can but do. But then he sucks if your opponent's got Immolating Glare, destroy a target attacking creature. He becomes yeah. indestructible. Oh, he's becomes to, indestructible. To get, to get around weird stuff like oh. that. But the thing that I've done is, I've uh, in this blue-white flash deck I've been playing, you bait someone into attacking with their Gideon and you stasis snare because that's the only time that they can re- that you can get him with stasis snare. Um, which so is you're just not causing him creature. any damage so the indestructible is encountered but you are you're just exiling target exiling creature yeah. it's the only small window in which he's a creature when he's about to attack you <laughs> uh, what's a spell? so a spell is anything oh, yeah. that is not a land uh, there are creature spells instant spells sorcery spells again this doesn't actually say this no. anywhere on any of the cards because you think you think sorcery and instant that's spells, and that's spells exactly. and enchantments and creatures aren't but they are that everything yeah. is a spell that isn't lands am I right to have clarified that as anything you have to pay mana for um, not technically because oh no, well there are zero there are zero yeah ability. I guess there's zero things um uh, so, sorry? An, an activated ability you would pay mana for you would pay mana for as well yeah. that's true. true it's I, I just when I'm explaining it to newer players a spell is anything that's not a land yeah, I, yeah. Hand also when I describe cast. like what, what magic is I go it's a build a 60 card deck and the 60 card deck is made up of 24-ish lands and 36 spells spells can be creatures instant sorcerers artifacts mm. enchantments mm-hmm. planeswalkers um, stack the hell is a stack Oh, Whew, okay. Um, the this st- gets you. This gets you out of a lot of subsequent problems as well, though. This is so. This is a good one. To learn. Okay, the stack. The uh. stack is the way magic deals with multiple things happening at once. In in its most simple form, I have a two two creature. I have a spell in my hand that gives it plus three plus three, and you have a spell in your hand that deals three damage to a creature. I attack with the creature, and you're on two. So you want to kill it. Uh, you deal three. You say, I'm going to deal three damage to this with a spell from my hand. I give it um, plus three plus three in response. So so we both get a chance to respond to, to any spell before it actually happens. We both have a chance to do something. And the interesting thing about this is in magic, it's a last in, first out thing. So it's like I've put the ability of three damage onto the stack. And it's waiting to happen. On top of my kill spell. On top so of like creature, kill spell, um, pump. Yep. Yeah. So my so the kill spell's targeting a creature. On top of that is the pump spell. The pump spell, as it's the last thing in, will resolve first and give the creature plus three, plus three. Yeah. Then the three damage will happen. It will now be a five five with three damage marked on it. In the opposite 
scenario, I attack with my creature, you're on five. I give my creature plus three, plus three to try and kill you. And in response to the plus three, plus three, you deal three damage to it. The creature is now dead because your thing came in last. Uh, and my pump spell does nothing because the creature's dead already. Um, the important thing about this... Oh, so hang on. Is that... So the two, two creatures there, mm-hmm. then I say I'm going to pump the creature. Yep. And then you say in response that I'm going to kill your creature yep. before you get in there. Mm-hmm. So then you... the the kill spell happens first yeah. mm-hmm. but you have to say, you have to say in response to you pumping it yeah in if response go, to you pumping if it. they if you put your creature down then you pump it and then you go right now i swing into attack and you go all right i'm going to stick it it's already a 5 5 by that stage cuz you've gone out of that initial phase haven't you well yeah like if you've let it resolve oh, oh the, yeah. the the best example of this is renegade freighter which is uh in kaladesh as the common when it attacks it gets plus 1 plus 1 and trample to end of turn yeah there is a card in the set called Impeccable Timing, which deals three damage to target attacking creature. When Renegade Freighter attacks, ah. it doesn't immediately become a 5-4 and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. The ability goes onto the stack. So anytime anything happens in the game, it has to use the stack. Um, so uh, apart from like, you know, just declaring your attackers and stuff that just kind of happens. Um, you, you attack with Renegade Freighter. The trigger goes on the stack, giving it plus one, plus one. It hasn't resolved yet. It's still a 4-3. Yeah. And I can deal three damage to it. Deal three damage to target attacking creature. Yeah. And I, I, I did this against a newer player and he said, what, isn't it a 5-4? And I go, no, it's like the trigger is on the stack. I'm yeah. dealing three damage to it before it happens. And then the plus one, plus one just sort of... The plus one, plus one resolves fizzles because there's, nothing, it does, there's, there's no there. object yeah. for it to do anymore. Just personal clarifying questions, mm-hmm. not on the list. Yeah. So if that in those cases where it gains blah, 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 like plus, blah, plus, blah, mm-hmm. when it attacks, yeah. does that mean... So that doesn't mean it goes up by that when you declare it attacking. Does that mean it goes up kind of, you know, one millisecond before damage resolves or when damage resolves? In, it's when the attack resolves, I think. So oh. it's like you'd swing into attack. It's like, okay, I've, I've declared attackers. There they are. And then you go out of declare attackers phase into declare blockers mm-hmm. phase. Yep. So once we've finished the declare attackers phase, that's when you'd resolve anything that's on the stack there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you have the pretty declare much. Block, blockers so, phase. So gotcha. there's there's like some there's some weird exceptions. Uh, so say I'm attacking with a creature, and I give it you're on, you're on five. I attack with my two two. I give it plus three plus three, and you go that resolves. Before now, it's kind of like we've reset and gone back, and we go, "Hey, does anyone have anything to do before we go to the next bit?" So, any mm-hmm. time that we put stuff on the stack, we go back to the start of the phase again. In this case, I've made it a five-five, and now you have a card like Sky Whaler Shot in your hand, uh, which can destroy a creature with power three or more. Now you can you can yeah, do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep in mind, every time you go through this, you're going back to the start of the phase, and you go, "Does anyone have anything to do?" If we both, if me is, if it's my turn, I go no, and you go no, then we go to the next bit. That's yeah. that's called priority in, in magic, which I I guess I can uh, explain at a later date. Which but, is that's good when like people when they're playing when you actually communicate mm-hmm. with each other and say, yeah. all right, over to you, yeah. and like um, yeah. they're declaring attackers, the, okay, I'm blocking this the, guy. The mm-hmm. speed demon I played against the last rookie tournament yeah. is just just doing stuff, just tapping things, and things like that. Yeah. I'm like, can you can you say what you're doing? Yep. Actually, yeah. that'd be great. That's like, very 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 important, and it's. Uh, newer players get in this kind of speed war where I attack with my 2-2 and I go, oh, give it plus 3, plus 3. And they go, ah, oh, I had 3 damage in my hand, but I can't do anything because 
I just kind of went, oh, I'm doing this. Yeah. And it's actually kind of like a dexterity <laughs> reaction <Yeah>. game. <laughs> the stack is... Snap! <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, oh, like who can slap it down on the tapped creature first? Yeah. Uh, it, the stack is very, very important to how magic works because it has an orderly, logical way. It's just one specific way and you have to go around it. And it's very interesting, that game of chicken where it's whoever goes first is going to lose in a lot of the scenarios. And that's where a lot of the... That's why pump spells aren't fantastic, because you need that split second where you know it's going to yeah, resolve. Because yeah. if they kill it... tapped out, I need to get this exactly. five damage in there. Yeah, exactly. So the pump spell's useless if you know that they're going to uh, do it, so you kind of want to do it when they're tapped out. This is all stuff that, you know... Alternatively, if you can make them waste a void shatter on a pump spell. Yeah, great. exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. What makes a creature die after all this discussion of creatures dying? So um, in the Magic 2010 rules update, which is about when I started playing, they cleaned up a lot of the rules. And it used to say, um, when this creature is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, draw a card. Now it just says, when this creature dies, draw a card. Dies is shorthand for, this creature is put into the graveyard from the battlefield. That's what dies means. Um, And just to double check... If your toughness hits zero for any reason, so mm-hmm. the stack resolves and, and empties out, and your toughness is at zero at the end of that, that creature goes to the graveyard. Yeah, so um, I give a creature, um, it's a it's a 3-3. Three, three. I give it negative 3, negative 3. With, oh, sorry, neg 4, neg 4. So it's a neg 1, neg 1 now. It, it's just a rule of the game that any creature with zero or less toughness goes to a graveyard. It's just it, that does count as it dying though, because it was put into a graveyard from the battlefield. And sacrificing counts as dying as well. Sacrificing does because sacrificing is going to a graveyard from the battlefield. That's just, that's like if, if you just go, did this go to the graveyard from the battlefield? Yes, it died. That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty much perfect. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. after having to resolve what was nearly a slap fight over the fact <laughs> that someone had been given neg thirteen, neg thirteen, and they were no, like, I- yeah, it just means it has zero defense. Why? <laughs> no, it's dead. Like, yeah, that's I, dead. But again, doesn't say this really on any card. It's just something that we intrinsically know as as we play. But I can't remember when we started playing. Uh, we were playing with a with a box of cards that we bought off eBay, some bulk yeah. lot of stuff. And we're playing our version of Magic, whatever, <laughs> yeah. that, whatever that was. And our friend comes and he's like, "Oh, I used to play Magic. I'll bring my old cards and stuff." He play a game against us, and I'd be like. All creatures get negative four, negative four, cool, attack with my five, five, nine. What? All your creatures, all your other creatures are dead. I was like, no, they just have zero, like, defense. Like, they didn't get destroyed or anything. It's like, oh my God, we're (laughs) we're playing some other game with with different rules. And last question, uh, number seven of seven, Ask a Grouse. What's the difference between enter the battlefield and when cast? So, this is another thing to do with the stack. So, every time you cast a creature so that 2-2 creature that we're all so fond of yeah it doesn't just come into play i go 2-2 creature this is into play technically the 2-2 also goes onto the stack that is casting a spell so to cast a spell i pay its mana cost and i go hey what do you want to do about this are you doing anything about this before it comes into play um so an eldrazi say the Eldrazi are weird, and they say, when you cast this spell, mm. so even before it comes in... Oh. My favourite moment when someone counted my Oblivion Sorrow, and I was like, well, that's sick, so I still nick all your land. Like- yeah, you still do that. Um, I, someone played Emrakul against me, and I counted the Emrakul, but they still took my next turn, because it's when you cast the spell, get this benefit, which again goes on the stack as well, uh, and then I can still counter Emrakul, but that 
tr- yeah. cast trigger is still going to happen. Can Where, you counter and recall? She has protection from incidents. Yes, yeah, so protection only counts when it's in play. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in plays when and it's in plays when it's entered the battlefield after yeah. it's resolved. Yeah. 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 So then, if I went, like you can't count. Like you can only counter things just before they're about to come into play. Um, enters the battlefield just means the spell is resolved and it's like landed. I like to mm. think of it as like it landed. Boom! This is my big. So thing. instants and sorceries don't enter the battlefield. They just happen no. in the bubble of the stack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you you put your instant three damage to your face, uh, three damage to target player. Uh, that is on the stack. We could both go, does that resolve? Because I might have a counter spell or something. Once it resolves, three damage to you. That's, it goes to the graveyard. All right. Yeah. Ah, fascinating stuff. Hey? Even little gems in there for some of us who think yeah, we yeah, know think so. how to play the game. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll add one thing. Yeah. Um, people, uh, newer players are playing uh, the card Pressure Point in their deck. And uh, this says, one in a white, instant, tap target creature, draw a card. People are going, um, my opponent's attacked me with this creature. Can I tap it? to make sure it deals no damage. This is an awkward thing that happens from us shortcutting all these things that I've talked about. Do you have anything to do? Do, do, yeah. do I have something to do? Do you have something to do? Let's go to the next phase. Like all those things where the mana empties in every phase and everything. Combat actually goes beginning of combat step, declare attackers, which is when you turn your creatures sideways, declare blockers, which is when you assign your blockers. You can do instants and sorceries and all these bits. Combat damage step. You can do also do sorceries in these bits. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Cool. Instance. You can do instance sorceries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, combat damage step. End of combat step. Yeah. There, uh, five bits. To there's it. there's five bits. The uh, let alone if there's double strike or first strike. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Adds, which adds <laughs> another section. Of, oh yeah. 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 Uh, it creates a new combat damage bit. Um, yeah. The beginning of combat step in tournament magic, you need to announce it. You're like, I'm I'm going to combat. Beginning yeah. of combat step. This is when you tap creatures to stop them from attacking. When we go, oh, I've got nothing to do in the beginning of combat step, we go to declare attackers. Before anyone can do anything else in the declare attacker step, you turn your creatures sideways that you want to attack with. Now it is too late to tap them to say that they can't attack. Yeah. Which is... Which seems unintuitive because you want to know what they're attacking with, but this is an unfortunate byproduct of people not knowing this rule, which is that declaring it as an attacker taps cannot by by thing taps it can't be responded to. You can't tap it to stop it from attacking. You need to guess what they're going to attack with yeah. before they declare it as an attacker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's the strategy, isn't it? That's that's the that's the yeah. mind game. That, you know, what, what are they going to are they going to hit me with the one one that flies? Or are they going to try and get through that six six with trample? Yeah. Uh, do you want to know a, a weird story? How I won using the uh, rules? A bit of weird rules. <laughs> you rule. You rule. Cheated your way through a, a scenario. Well, um, <laughs> well, two things happened. One, I counted my opponent's Emrakul, and he forgot to take my turn, so oh. he oh. so he missed the trigger, and I like untapped and started like I like played my own land. So and whose responsibility is it there? To, it's his. Because he, he owns to say, the, I'm going to have my, another, my yeah, second go. Yeah, he now. owns the yeah. spell. And I went, I'm going to counter Emrakul. Yeah. Unless you pay two. <laughs> I didn't have two left over. Yeah. And he's like, oh, go. And I like drew my card, played my land, and like attacked. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, 
good and someone over his shoulder went oh hey what are you supposed to take your sound I was like no he missed the trigger and he went oh no, <laughs> no. I was just yeah, that's that's a, almost that's why I like whenever I cast Emrakul like and I, I just immediately end my turn and hold out my hand yeah, yeah like, give, give me, me a hand. hand give me a hand <laughs> <laughs> give it to me um, the other weird thing was I attacked with a bunch of creatures and I had something that triggered whenever my creature died he lost a life I attacked with all my creatures and put him to one and then in the uh, combat damage step, so he's up one life, I destroyed my own attacking creature. Oh, so you oh, had yeah. Campaign of Vengeance and then just like destroy target creature? No, no. It's, it's whenever a creature I control dies, oh, they yeah, lose sorry. one life. But I can only destroy an attacking creature. Mm. And the <laughs> only point... Your own attacking so creature. there is a point in which after it's done the damage, it's still technically attacking... Yeah. You can destroy an attacking creature after it's dealt its damage. Is, was Ooh. that in the end phase of this combat? This is in the, uh, in the end of combat step. Right. Uh, the other time this comes up is uh, your opponent attacks with Gideon and the 2-2 that Gideon makes. You block the 2-2. In the end of combat step, Gideon is still technically attacking. You go sacrifice an attacking creature. Oh. Yeah, so this is the weird stuff. That will make people feel horrendous <laughs> when you pull it out of the rule book. It feels like, oh, yeah. um, and you go, just, "Oh, it's still." Imagine the real just life. <sighs> blow the dust off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Imagine the real life thing of that. You know, it's like a whole bunch of dudes go in there, beat up. You know, have a good battle. You know, they almost get the the opponent to defeat. They're all walking back, high fiving each other. Yeah, we runs up, pokes good job, everyone. And then yeah, the, the big boss guy general on the hill just goes, "Yeah, just destroy that guy." Yeah. Like, why me? <laughs> Could be this one. Why me? My opponent loses a life every time oh. you die, so I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> all right. Well, that was uh, seven. Ask a grasp. Is that pronunciation yeah. guide all right? Ask a grasp. Yeah, Ask a grasp. Ask it. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, newbie players, listen in because this next MTG card quiz might be of interest to you. Mm. It is, and it's retro cuts as well, so don't get worried. All right. Uh, that was to Kai. All right. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't get, get worried. worried about winning, Kai. Uh, no, you never have to worry about that. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> MTG card quiz. Six, seven, left hand. It's a real quiz. Retro cuts. Yeah, it's uh, Kaladesh 2 as far as MTG card quiz is concerned, but we're going retro cuts today. I love retro cuts. Yeah. Um, but this is um, kind of more general knowledge retro cuts magic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? General knowledge retro magic. <laughs> Question one. <laughs> Question one. Who painted the original and famous Black Lotus card? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there definitely is no worry of me winning this one, is there? Um, that was a very quick response from Aaron, unfortunately. I was hoping that this might be something that you... That had. one I know. Yeah, do you know, yeah. I've never heard of this guy before. Oh, just to give Kai some confidence. Maybe because he's dead. <laughs> Is he? Oh my god, he got Black Lotus to die. Maybe they just they like we we'll get you to paint this. It's going to be the most magic, like most valuable magic card ever. And then they murdered him. So <laughs> yeah, they like, sacrificed no, him. No more for any other games. Right, he he could take a wild stab. We might play under over it with this to get an actual mm. winner. Uh, number two, how many Talk. Black Lotuses or Lotus Eye? I don't know. Right? <laughs> How many black lotuses were in the alpha print run? How many black lotuses were in the alpha print run? Ooh. So you know of those, I and mean, what do they range from like 30,000 to 140,000, whatever it is that yeah. they're saying. How many of those are out there in the world, apart from all those that got used as coasters and 
Oh, binned because, you know... They were garbage at the time. Stop wasting your money on this! I'm throwing it away! Yeah, stupid parents. Yeah, I'd like... I'd love to... I'd watch just a documentary of like Black Lotus is being like destroyed, destroyed. by me. Yeah. Well, as I've mentioned and on previous podcasts. put podcast. it in my pocket and it's got in the washing machine. You just watch uh, it. Like, ah! <laughs> as I've mentioned in the past, guys, uh, you know, listeners, feel free to send in your very valuable masterpieces and stuff like that and I will rip them up. And uh, <laughs> Oh no, them. was that a joke I made off a podcast and I thought I made it on the podcast? About 18 yeah, people's like masterpieces. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, oh, you know, I, would, I could start a YouTube channel out of... Yeah, I said this off the podcast. Uh, I should start a YouTube channel where I rip up extremely valuable cards and I'll get... Mad avenue, like ad revenue, uh, because people will share it. Go, oh my god, look at this madman! Like ripping <laughs> yeah. up like an OG Mox Opal, like <laughs> an OG Mox Opal. Uh, mm. Question three: What are the Power Nine? Ooh, I've got nine. All right. What are the Power Nine? So I've got a thing saying what what they are, like a definition, and then mm. there are nine cards known as the Power Nine. This is all, this was all news to me. I was just researching this myself. Mm. That's why I thought newbie players might interested be interested in MTG card quiz retro cuts. That's like a you know imagine if you're seeing this in your mind when you see the graphics rolling. It's like MTG card quiz, and then you see retro cuts coming as like lightning yeah, sparks yeah. and stuff coming off. And of it's it like all a, sideways. Like yeah, like, yeah, it's super slimy. Super 80s. Retro maybe, cuts. Like, bright pink. <laughs> Retro cuts. Does that go with all the like, I think it was a couple podcasts ago, we were either like, blah, 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 pro tips. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's always the same. Advert. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Back to the top. MTG card quiz. Retro cuts. Question one. Who painted the original famous Black Lotus card? Kai, we'll go with you first. Black Jack McLotus. He's nailed it. He's nailed it. Otherwise, well, that was the na- that was the name he worked on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it says at the bottom of every Black Lotus. It's like Black Jack McLotus. <laughs> well, I'm paying one for that. <laughs> uh, Christopher Rush. It was Christopher Rush. Sadly, no longer oh. with us. He's, I wish really, I he's not. Knew oh. a Rush song off the top of my head to sing. Shut through the heart. Rush, you're too late. Is that a Rush? I don't know. No, no that's that wasn't Bon Jovi. It's got, it's got Rush in it. I don't know. Shut through the heart. Yeah. Oh, Bon Jovi. Sorry, my bad. Oh, last podcast. Oh, sorry. I did living on a. I did living on the prayer thing. <laughs> just like the, just sang the whole song. No, well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> All of the designers were like, "Some." Uh, um, yeah, he's been working on the docks. It's it's tough. It's so tough. <laughs> Some accident. Yeah. And when then you're, when you're editing, you were singing to yourself. Oh, the mic was on. Oh no, I've recorded over that very important interview. <laughs> publish, publish. How many Black Lotuses were in the Alpha print run? Okay, so we'll go under or over. So only one person can get a point from this unless you nail it with the mm. first one, right? Aaron, what did you start with? Let's just go with you, what you've got written down. What, number, what did you go for? 6,512. Oh, 6,512. What did you go with? Kai. Uh, 2,600. 2,600. All right. You were both high. Whoa, really? Yeah, it's probably... Yeah. Wow. No wonder they're so expensive, Jesus. Aaron, what are you going for? 2,600, it's under 2,600. Uh, 1,409. 1,409. Kai, it's under that. Uh, 1,150. 1,150, Aaron, it's under that. What? 691? Right, don't get stupid, it's, it's over that. <laughs> 691. Mm. Oh man, one thousand and fifty. Ooh, it's above that. Ooh, one thousand and fifty. One thousand ninety-nine. 
1,099. It's above that. Mm, 1,125. 1,000 what is below? Ooh, <laughs> uh, 1,111. Below that. 1,005. 1,000. Oh, no. 1,105. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so, I mean, just something quickly errata there. 1,105. Yeah. It's below that. 1,102? <laughs> below that. It's within three. Is it 1,100 exactly? It is 1,100 exactly. <sighs> oh, that's the estimate of whatever. Yeah. yeah. So Goodness that's, that's the me. number. Well, that'll that'll be generated was... from a formula. It's like how many print ones do we do? How many is in each print run? Yeah. Like, and, that's imagine like ones that just got caught in the printer and they threw them out and stuff. Yeah. So Aaron won, Kai won. Yeah, see, keeping up with it. How, many, s- the, how many of the power nine did you get? Is that nine points? For yeah, yeah. Question three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, son. <laughs> what are the power nine? Oh, so you think there's? A, oh, I did say there was nine answers, didn't I? What are the power nine? Uh, can you give us a rundown of what they are, Aaron? So the power nine are cards that were printed in. Alpha and beta. And? And revised. Whoa. What? No, it's just alpha and beta. I have uh, alpha, beta, and unlimited sets. Oh, unlimited. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, Don't worry, no points for this. Just... They, they are black-bordered. Yeah. They are extremely, extremely, way over-the-top powerful cards yeah. that should never have been printed. And only when... The, it was kind of when they were figuring out how to do the game, wasn't yeah, it? They yeah, yeah. So, stupid things. So them. what they wanted was some of the rare cards to be so powerful, yeah. but they thought they'd be really hard to get. So they just kind of said, oh, look, someone will just have one of these in their deck and they'll be the kid that has the Black Lotus in their deck. Yeah. Which is one of the Power Nine. Um, but they didn't realize how, how popular it would be. <laughs> yeah. And people would go out of their way to just get four Black Lotus for <laughs> yeah. this thing. Also, there was no limit to how many you could have in your deck at this point. All oh, right. So you just go Black Lotus, Black Lotus, Black Lotus, Black Lotus, Black Lotus. You got 21 mana on turn one, Fireball you for 20. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you just play as many of every card as you want. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds, so, it sounds like fun days. Uh, yeah, so the Power 9 are these cards that they chose to never reprint because their power level was way too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Kai, have you got a one of the Power 9 for us? Uh, Black Lotus? Yes. Yeah. Black Lotus, Kai. Did you have that one, Aaron? I did have that one. You did because yeah. you said it earlier on as well. <laughs> uh, have you got any more, Kai? I <laughs> uh, definitely wasn't looking at my laptop. No. Look, I'll be very honest and say I originally just said nine broken old cards. Nine broken that is, old cards. Can I have half a point? Like. Pretty much. I think, yeah, you get half for that. All yes. right, so that's you're going to get one and a half for this because mm. that's you out, is it, for the Power Nine? Pretty much. So, Aaron, Wikipedia can, you, accounts. can you take us through the, the Power Nine? So, uh, there's Black Lotus, which is the, the king. Yeah. The, uh, the, the ones right underneath it, its children, are the, the Moxes. So, these. Yeah. Um, some people actually consider these slightly, like just as powerful, if not more powerful than Black Lotus, because you have to sacrifice Black Lotus uh, yes. to, to get the mana one time. Yeah. Moxes are zero mana artifacts that come into play and just tap as if they were a land. So it just lets you play two lands on turn one. Um, there is Mox Pearl, which is the white one. Mox Sapphire is the blue one. Mox Jet is the black one. Mox Ruby yeah. is the red one. And Even Mox the same order that I've got them written down. Emerald is the yeah. green yeah. one. That's also the order from the Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably why research real hard. Might have yeah. been cut and pasted into this. Uh, what else have you got? The other three are all blue cards because blue is the most broken color in the history <laughs> right. of magic. Yeah. Um, th- there is Ancestral Recall, <laughs> which yeah. is one blue mana instant target player draws three cards. Wow, that's nice value. It's unbelievable. This is in the same cycle as um, Giant Growth. So they're like, what does each color do? White, 
heals three damage or gains three life. Oh, yeah. R- uh, black. Um, you need threes of stuff. Yeah, black is add three black mana to your mana pool. Dark ritual banned in, in lots of different stuff. Uh, the the red one is lightning bolt, which is deal three damage to a creature player. Also really good. Green yeah. is giant growth plus three plus, plus three. three. Blue's one is draw three cards. <laughs> what it should like, be tap three creatures? or something. It should be something smaller than that. Yeah, but draw three cards for one mana. But it's not. It's in the power nine. How much yeah. does that card go for these days? Six to ten grand. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. What well, the, the final two? <clears throat> the the final two. One is time walk, which is yeah. one of the blue target player. It said the original printer says target player loses next turn. Oh, really? <laughs> which means you, you take just, another turn after. Oh, this it doesn't one. mean they lose the game. But but people oh. used to read it like that and they're like, time walk, kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Tools down. Let's yeah. We're done. Um, but it means uh, target player takes another turn after this one yeah. for two mana. Sure. Sure, that's okay. What that's not. Fuck? No wonder they and, make that and, cost 13 these And what was it? It was an in instant. No, so that's a sorcery. Sorcery. Yeah. yeah well. right, I, did, I did check Ancestral Recall is listed by Star City Games as $4,999.99. And uh, you can sign up for a restock alert oh. uh, to get an email oh. when it comes back Good. to the stuff. Yeah, so must be expecting some soon. Yeah, we'll put that put us down for one. Yeah, and, uh, we'll, we'll give, we'll give it away. In my kidney. We'll give it away as a Seven Land Hand yeah. prize oh, in about 40 years. Yeah. When we finish paying for it. The, the last one is the most contentious one because some people uh, debate this slot, whether the power nine, oh, this right. one should be in there. This one's yeah. Time Twister, which is a two and a blue... Oh, a plucky young sorcery. Struggler. Yeah. It should be in the power nine, yeah. Um, each player discards their hand and draws seven, I think. No. Uh, Wikipedia says it forces each player to shuffle their hand, graveyard, and library together oh, and yeah. then draw a new hand of seven cards. Yep, yep. Because it affects all players, it may not be apparent at first why Time Twister is a powerful card. Its power lies mostly in situations where the player playing it has a fewer cards in his or her hand than the opponent and has established a powerful board position. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if you're really kicking ass and you've got an empty hand and you play Kozilek as your last card. Oh, seven cards! Yep, exactly. Um, And... But this one is contentious because it's not so in-your-face powerful, like draw three cards for one mana or take another turn after this one for two or free lands or free mana. Um, There are a couple cards that some people think should be on this list. One of them is uh, Library of Alexandria, which is a land that taps for colorless mana. Or if you have seven cards in hand, draw a card. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. All right. Well, that was retro cuts, but coming up we've got Whatever the opposite of retro cuts is, future cuts. Yeah. Uh, with a bit of Aether Revolt spoilers and also in a, a dramatic oversight in uh, grading and uh, working out the MTG card quiz slash flavor text. Uh, Aaron's probably already won because it's 10 to 2.5 and, <laughs> and you can only score 3 in flavor text. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Horrible defeat. Uh, well, so we'll be right back with a bit of uh, some spoilers. Woohoo, it's coming. I've spoiled myself already. Aether Revolt, it's. Oh, we're not doing the. Future cuts. Future cuts. With Aether Revolt. Mm. They've started to trickle in, guys. Uh, we've got one, two, three, three by one, two, three, four. Twelve cards that we can see already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pia's Revolution's kicking off the, at the top. Uh, yeah, look at that. These are, are these all these are all rare or mythics? I think. Yeah, they, they usually start the spoiler season yeah. off with uh, the the big exciting ones. So Pia's Revolt is two and a mountain for an enchantment. Whenever a non-token artifact is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, return that card to your hand unless target opponent has Pia's Revolution. Deal three damage to him or her. Did I read that right? Didn't sound yeah. Right. No. Um, so it's a weird card. You have to pay three for an enchantment that yeah. doesn't do anything. 
well, technically. Is this just to allow some kind of weird recursion with sacrificing the puzzle knots? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because like every time you sacrifice a puzzle knot, it deals three and they're like, oh, I don't want you to just have it back and then just sacrifice it again. Yeah, actually. Yeah, most likely. Like um, You could get sick energy off of Woodweavers with that, green-red. It's a... Yeah, yeah, it's like a combo card, really, because you just have these artifacts you can sacrifice at will, uh, and then it's just either going to keep dealing three damage to them, or you just get to keep casting it and getting whatever. Um, so hang on, it's weird. So yeah. they, it's asking you to see if they have this card as well. No, no. So, so right? when, so I control this enchantment. Yes. One of my artifacts dies. Yeah. The opponent then gets a trigger choice. Which yeah. is, do they want it to go back to my hand, or do they want this enchantment to deal three damage to them? Turn that card to your hand unless target opponent has peer evolution deal three damage to yeah. you. Oh, so they okay. go, I'm going to take three damage. I don't want that artifact back in your hand. Oh, um, so I read it. I read it as unless target opponent has peers revolution deal three damage to him. Yeah. Or her. <laughs> Got to check your commas. So yeah. Americans are having a big political battle over <laughs> commas. Um, this is. Uh, I thought it would be good in aggressive decks, maybe as well, because. Every time your uh, scrap heap scrounger dies, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they favorite card. It's like they don't want it to die because it'll just go back to your hand. Uh, it's going to deal three damage to them regardless, so you just cast it again for free. Uh, not for free, but like you just keep drawing it over and over. It's an it's an interesting card. I don't I don't really see its application, but it's going to be very scary to play against. I'm very I'm worrying. Scary. Now, like having been having been in this for a bit more than a year, every time I see cards where we go, oh, I'm a bit puzzled as to what that's for. I'm like, cool, yeah. give it two sets, and it'll be broken yeah. as hell. Someone's like, gonna put it in a deck as a four of, and it's gonna just yeah. be whatever's our, you know back half of the Amon Ket block is gonna something's yeah. gonna break that yeah. card. Like, Some artifact you can sacrifice for free over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah something like that. All right, did this allows our first blue card. One and two islands for an instant at rare. It's a counter target spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. Mana abilities can't be targeted, but I want to replace Void Shadow with this. So, so mm. far, so I'm such a rush to use this card. Yep. This, um, this is a weird one because it's going to open up so many questions uh, from newer players. What is a triggered ability? What's an activated ability? Mm. Um, when you cast Emrakul... Technically, that's a triggered ability from the thing. So you, when they cast Emrakul, you can counter the take your extra turn ability um, with this card. Or you can use it to counter Emrakul, but you can't do both. Um, this is going to be very, very, very important in Standard because there's heaps of weird stuff to, to counter. Um, can I just double check, though, that... So if it says activated ability, which mm-hmm. is something you have to tap a creature to do, or an artifact, or something, or an yeah. artifact, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's a tapping, right? You have to do do that because it says mana abilities can't be targeted. So there, uh, something so like, like Drowsy Displacer can't be countered with this because that's a mana ability. You don't tap it. No, so mana abilities are the abilities that lands have. Oh, yeah. Um, that that's what a mana ability is. Technically, that is a activated ability. But it's a ma- but it's a subcategory called mana abilities, which aren't affected by stuff like this. Gotcha. Um, uh, Aetherworks Marvel, which is tap this, pay six, uh, energy. pay six energy. Look at the top six cards of your deck. Blah blah blah. blah. You can counter that activated ability with this card. Oh, that's going to be painful. <laughs> <laughs> Battle uh, at the bridge. You got to leave. Well, you've got to leave three mana 
just hanging around. Yeah, well, um, so. but but the fact is, like, they, they could just play their six mana planeswalker called a journey or whatever. I don't know, and <laughs> just counter that as well. Or yeah. <laughs> the the biggest one for this, someone's got Liliana on the board. Tick up, tick up, tick up. Target creature gets neg two, neg one. Her ultimate ability. They're like, cool, negative seven. Get an emblem. Oh. You can counter that. It's a, it's an activated ability oh, of a planeswalker. Christ. So that's that's this whole oh, thing. As yeah. I think as we reveal in the fullness of this, planeswalkers, the oaths were a big start of planeswalkers really mattering yeah. and being able to manipulate mm-hmm. the counters and things like that. Yeah. That's going to be painful. This, yeah, so this can counter uh, the ultimate abilities of planeswalkers because they are activated abilities. Oh, bloody That hell. is scary yeah. as balls. Battle at the Bridge is X and a swamp for a sorcery. Who's got Improvise? He's uh, going to be a new mechanic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, your artifacts can help cast this spell. Each artifact you tap after you're done activating... Oh, hang on. Each artifact you tap after you, you're done activating mana abilities pays for one. There's- so if you've ever played with Convoke, which was tap creatures you control to help pay for mana of a spell, it was in M15, I think. Okay. Yeah, um, this is just kind of like, uh, so you, in this case... Well, we forgot to finish. Oh, off. yeah. Do, what does it do? <laughs> Tar- target creature gets negative X, negative X until end of turn. You gain X life. So, okay. So you can get your artifacts to help you casting the spell to get you that X cost. Yeah. All right. So I've got five mana out. I'm going to cast this for four and a black. And I've got two artifacts out as well. You say, I want X to be six. Wow. You tap all five of your mana, including a black. And then after you've done tapping your mana abilities you can pay that extra six and, so and you can is this your, your black white fabricate deck make yes. a crap ton of servos tap them all down and just destroy the guy in one go yep mm-hmm. wow I, I almost want to um, I'm splashing for black in that deck anyway but I want to play this with metallurgic summonings where I'm uh, you know uh, that and like Whirl of Virtuoso where I'm just generating zillions of thoughts mm-hmm. and constructs and then this, you, this you works can, you really well like with 15 mm, works really well with summonings as well because if X is five Metallurgic summonings will make a six six. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we've got our we've got our only only vehicle at this stage. Uh Heart of Kiran. It's Chandra's dad. You know, Is it? Oh yeah. wow. His heart looks like a huge vehicle flying above the city. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a pacemaker or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, no wonder he died. It just flung itself out of his chest. It costs two, and it's a mythic rare. Ooh, get excited, kids. Uh legendary artifact vehicle. It's a four four for two requires three to crew it it's got flying it's got vigilance you may remove a loyalty counter from a planeswalker you control rather than pay heart of kiran's crew cost hmm what i've this this has never been on a card ever before this is this is the manipulating planeswalker yeah it makes you look at these planeswalkers completely differently like a resource now yeah um so something like Liliana, she comes down with three counters and he plus when she goes up to four. And if you played this on turn two, you can just remove one of those counters and just hit him for four with Flying Vigilance. And the thing is, it's kind of like acting of activating a Planeswalker on your opponent's turn as well. Because it's got Vigilance. Yeah. So they attack you, li, your Liliana with a 3-3. Three, three. You can just remove a Loyalty counter from your Planeswalker to crew this and block. 
at the risk of oh, harping yeah. on about uh, what is generally wow. viewed as a crummy planeswalker, I want to see this interact with Sahili and, you know, do like some yeah. artifact buffing and then Ooh, I'll yeah. take a counter off to crew it and I've just buffed it and like yeah. multiple Yeah, because there, are, the there are some uh, planeswalkers that you're never going to ultimate and you really only care about the plus one yeah. ability. Yeah. You're just so kind of you balancing can, their loyalty yeah. up yeah. a bit, down a bit. Up yeah. like, and you like, don't care because you're quite happy just the plus one, yeah, plus one. Yeah, you're not interested Like if you're running Gideon at the moment, if you're... Won the lotto or mortgage? <laughs> or you, or you bought your them and they were ten dollars? Like me, <laughs> yeah. um, your Like you know, it's like become repo the genetic opera at my house uh, to buy that card. But because um, you're never going to neg him it's, compared to generating allies all the damn time, his neg sucks. Plus one, plus one for all creatures. Exactly that, right. Crap. Yeah, yeah, and he he always sticks around with four counters, whatever on him, and you just go, you can plus him. Uh, take a count, take that counter off to crew this and hit him for nine. Like, yeah, it's, it's good. I like it. Oh, oh no, hang on. If you if you plus him, he becomes a creature. Can you still take counter off? Yeah, oh, he's, he's still he's still, still a planeswalker. planeswalker yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Speaking of planeswalkers, he's a first of three slash two. I throw up your devil horns, Tezzeret. Master of metal. Master of metal. Four and an island, and of course a swamp. That's swamp. Yeah, he's his, mad evil. His Tezzeret flicking the horns for five loyalty counters. That's what he's coming in at. So seven f- mana for a five loyalty planeswalker. Six mana. What? Six, six, six mana for a five. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, okay, so he's plus one ability. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an artifact card. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So cascade, cascade for an artifact. Yeah, yeah. Neg, neg three that. You could do this straight away as well without killing him. Target opponent loses life equal to the number of artifacts you control. Oh, this is going in my summoning deck. Lord. This is going in my fabricate deck. Or at three turns later, you can neg... Well, four turns later. You can neg eight him and gain control of all artifacts and creatures target opponent controls oh yeah confiscation oh. coup style like it wow. in the story yeah boy take all this this is all mine now I'm gonna beat um, you over this, the head with it this actually reads quite strong it but does it's isn't from it? the planeswalker deck it's from the new oh, player oh really this is the planeswalker deck so there'll be, there'll be a there'll be tezzeret. a proper tezzeret oh as well. shit <laughs> yeah this, I've been pooping my pants over this card this one and it's a promo yeah, uh, it's unbelievable well, it's, it's very strong it is yeah and he doesn't look too silly in the picture either. He's no. got like a flaming... He looks kind of... He's becoming Jamaican? How did that happen? Yeah. A bit dreadsy? Oh, Has he not been dreadsy in the past? He was dreadsy in the past, but he was like white, like uh, like uh, Rasta white dude oh. dreadsy. Oh dear. Now, is he holding a sword of thing or is that his metallic no, hand? that's his freaky arm. Weird. Well, how, <laughs> Weird long, how long is his humorous then? Is my next question. It doesn't look very humorous. It doesn't. No, well, if you look at that, if you look at the proportions of that image, his hand. So he's holding his arm up at roughly a ninety degree angle. His yeah. hand is the same height as his shoulder. That's going to make both parts of his arm probably about probably about three feet long. Yeah. What, what we haven't seen arm. is story spotlight number one. Tezzeret gets an arm elongation. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll look forward to that. All right. Well, uh, we've got two two planeswalkers um, here. Uh, you'll have to tell us which one's which, but they're both Ajani's. The first one is Ajani Valiant Protector. He's looking very regal. Ooh, yeah, I always don't get lion. these anthropomorphic figures with creature heads. Just don't do it for me <laughs> Goddamn ever. fairies. A lot of excitement about how hot these cars look. Doesn't do it for me at all. Anyway. Anyway. Four, a forest and a plains for Mythic Rare with four loyalty. You can, uh, you can plus two him. Put two plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Re uh, you can plus one him. Oh, he's got another plus one. Uh, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Mm -hmm. Until you reveal a creature card. Okay. And then, oh, boom. <laughs> Jeez. Um, for, Jeez. So he's coming in with four loyalty and you can negative 11 this guy and you can put X plus one plus one counters on target creature where X is your life total. That creature gains trample until end of turn. Oh, it's only on one creature. Yeah. How, how are you going to rush one? that out early enough for that to be meaningful, given that he is... Six mana? Yeah. So Again, this eight is... turns after he comes out, isn't it? Because you go seven to get him up there. Yeah, so you go... Oh, no, you can plus six, two. So you go six. Yeah, six, okay, eight, yeah, yeah. ten, twelve. On the fifth turn, you control him, and they haven't done anything to him, and you've only been putting counters on your creature, and you haven't killed them already. And he came in on turn six. Yeah. So turn eleven... Mana. You can take 11 counters off him to deal like four damage to him because your life total is two because <laughs> you've been doing nothing else. Um, it doesn't seem right, does it? This is the Planeswalker deck. Oh, okay. So this is for the newer players that are going to build a green-white deck. They'll give you some stuff. Are they, got, are they got green Planeswalker and uh, green Planeswalker decks? Uh, so they've got green-white Planeswalker and blue-black Planeswalker decks. Oh, okay, so there's two. Yeah. Tezzeret's a bit stronger than Johnny. Tezzeret's a little bit stronger than him. <laughs> unless yes, unless there's some sweet combos involved. Yeah, I didn't want putting plus one plus one. Because we've seen this artifact vehicle now that interacts. You can, you can interact yeah. with the token. So maybe there's going to be some other artifacts that are just like... Place some, three loyalty on your planeswalker. Yeah, or automaton that cheers them on and you can come <laughs> in with some extra loyalty. <laughs> that, like. That'd be an interesting thing, wouldn't it? Putting This card puts loyalty counters on your planeswalker because it's still very circumstantial because you've got to have a planeswalker. It's got to be out. Mm. Otherwise, just fill in a spot in your hand and it's the worst card ever. Or it could be the most amazing thing because you could get it to ultimate quick. Yeah, there's Doesn't a card from Oath of Oath. Nissa get you, let you go find a planeswalker? Um, Oath of Nissa says, look at the top three cards of your deck, put a permanent from them into your hand. Um, Oath of Gideon actually says, when it enters the battlefield, you get two 1-1s. One your planeswalkers enter the battlefield with an additional loyalty. Oh, mm. okay. Which combos really well with Gideon because he comes in at four and then he comes in at five and you can neg for him, which is his ultimate immediately and he's still alive. Mm. Well, what's that murmur in the uh, internet, uh, Ajani fans? There's another Ajani here, and he might be better. Let's have a look. Oh. Ajani the Unyielding. He also is for a forest and a plains. He's also mythic rare. He's also a planeswalker called Ajani. <laughs> and he comes in with four loyalties. Yeah. Sounds the same so far. But let's see. Plus to him, uh, reveal the top three cards of your library. Put all non-land permanent cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. That's pretty decent. It's good. You can draw like two cards. Neg two, uh, you can exile target creature. Its controller gains life equal to its power. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty not good. bad, is it? Because you can do exile that straight away. Avacyn, exile their whatever. Yeah. Um, nice. And you can negative... Nine him. Oh, I just stuffed up that on the screen. Neg nine him and put five plus one plus one counters on each creature you control and five loyalty counters on each. Didn't I just say this? And five loyalty counters on each other planeswalker you control. Bloody hell! So there must be there must be some combo somewhere in this set that allows you to rush that move mm. so that you're like, you know, if an Ajani unyielding comes out, you go, I gotta, I gotta kill that shit real yeah. quick. I think most of his abilities ask that you kill him quite quickly. Yeah. Um, he he will go with... Because he, he comes in with so much dang loyalty. He comes in at four, you plus him up to six, yeah. remove a counter to power the heart of Kieran um, to protect yeah. him. Um, and then you start exiling their creatures. 
And then this is how you're gonna like win the long game. You just any other planeswalker you play, if if you can ever get his ultimate off, uh, their ultimate's gonna go off in the same turn, right? Because you put five lower. Yeah, because you're on gonna it. probably have another one of these in your hand. Yeah, in your deck, right? So mm-hmm. he would be coming up four, put five on him straight away. Well, make a plus two. You, you can't have two out. You can't at the same have two time. Wow. Um, but but what you do with him is you just play yeah creatures to protect him. And then you just draw more and more cards with this plus two ability. Yeah. Um, more creatures, more planeswalkers, more whatever. Um, I think he's. I think what, he's going to be quite good. Well, Six what, mana is expensive. Though. What if you splash yeah. for black, yeah. and then you exile a bunch of your own creatures? Say you're running fabricate out of that green white kind of section. Gain life equal to its power. Yeah. No, exile your own stuff. Exile some sweet stuff, and then go inverter of truth. And all your exiled cards become your library. <laughs> is, this, is this your new brew? I don't know. This oh, is just inverter of truth. Like mad uh, science. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a mythic rare. It's got to do something good sometime. Inverter oh. of truth, you've let me down. Well, here's a glowing young chap that we've, we're about to learn a little bit more about. Yaheni's expertise. What did you say about Maheni? Maheni. Yaheni. Yaheni. Is Yaheni's expertise. Two and two black, two swamps for a sorcery. Uh, rare all creatures get negative three negative three until end of turn you may cast a card with converted mana cost three or less from your hand without paying its mana cost what the that hell second bit's pretty full on isn't it what the hell so for, for four mana you can kill a creature and cast something else for free yeah so you can kill everything and and hope you know maybe maybe oh, you, Jesus, yeah. maybe you kill everything including your own guy mm-hmm. but then you get to cast uh something that's cost three or less yeah, from your so hand anyway like m- mana Equity wise, you only spend one mana on this. You get yeah. you get yeah. to wipe the board, kill all their creatures, and you get to play another thing for free. Liliana, imagine following you know, you can kill Avison with that. Because you go Yohani's expertise and it kills all their flyers and stuff, say against blue white flash. They still got Avison out. You cast Liliana from your hand for free. Use her plus ability on Avison, you kill Avison as well. You're gonna because it's gonna be say you're playing it on turn four. Mm-hmm. That would be a good time to play it because yep. negative three, negative three, kill all their guys, everything. play a, a free thing. And it's, so you'd have to watch out for killing everything except for their big guy, and then only be able to pay three mana to get some weenie yeah, out of your a, hand yeah, and then get destroyed. Maybe, You're doing yeah. someone else a favor. Then. And it's and it's immune to spell queller. It's not immune to spell queller. Spell queller is three or less, isn't it? Th- four or less. Ah, oh, bugger. Yeah. I counted many a Gideon with spell queller. Like, oh, Gideon, you're like, nope. Uh, oh, <laughs> dang. I was really hoping it would get over the top of spell queller. Mm-hmm. It's funny, for just a slight comment on the art, for such an amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's blurry because it's a spoiler and they're all bad images, but, uh, you know, it looks like he's very powerfully and, as we'll talk about in fiction, sucking yeah. the life out of some mm-hmm. guy. In my brain, though, I, all I can imagine that is that it makes a noise like this. Like a straw? Last bit of the milkshake? Yum, 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 darling. Yeah, he's always dropping that darling. Darling, interesting. Yeah, the consulate yeah. pushed me to my limit, darling, and this is the result. Is I've, the I've got some comments what on that. What do you think his voice what do you think his voice is like? Yeah, I don't know. Um, there Sorry. is... Uh, so, so coming up to this next spoiler, Trophy Mage. There seems to be a weird converted mana cost three matters in this set. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, when I started playing, I played in a, in a set called Shards of Valar and it had... Shut up. Shards of Valar. Yes. Um, creatures with poop five or... Creatures yeah. with power five or more yeah. matters. It was yeah. their theme. Uh, is, this, is this really going to be... Oh. Converted mana cost three or less matters. I've yeah, got been a talking to the theory. Yeah, you've been talking to the mage, have you? Mm. 
I've got a crackpot theory. Is this some weird attempt to make standard games run longer and not be such a mad rush? Uh, like, to let you cast that, that low-cost stuff for free. That would make, no, it, make, that would make it more fast. Yeah, oh, it would make no. it faster, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It would just make the, the three-spot more highly competitive, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. And so, and just... so how many threes do you have in your deck? This, Sorry, this is Trophy Mage. Oh, yeah. Trophy Mage, two and a blue for yep. a two-two. This is a play on Trinket Mage and Treasure Mage, which are which are old school cards. Uh, when this enters, when tro- Trophy Mage enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an artifact card with converted mana cost three. Not all less. It has to be exactly three. Oh, right. It has to be an yeah. artifact. Reveal it. Put it in your hand. Shuffle your library. Um, I looked. I, f- at- I forgot to put any three cost um, artifacts into my hand. Well, three mana two two. It's not the worst. Oh, okay. For for your uncommon. Yeah. Um, this card is weird. The only things that cost three in standard currently the relevant are Dynavolt Tower, um, Electrostatic Electrostatic Pummeler, uh, and and Deadlock Trap, um, which are all okay. I don't really want to spend a whole card just to search them out of my deck, especially on a stupid three mana two two. Mm. So maybe this is just a good draft card. Um, I don't think we need to talk about Quicksmith Rebel because it, it's it's not very good. Oh, okay, um, so Quicksmith Rebel is three in a mountain for a three two. Uh, he's a rare human artificer. When Quicksmith Rebel enters the battlefield, target artifact you control gains tap. This artifact deals two damage to target creature or player for as long as you control Quicksmith ooh. Rebel. Also, can't wait to put that in my metallurgic summonings deck. Oh, if yeah, I have like nine <laughs> constructs and just tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Uh, oh no, wait, it's only one. Oh, let's talk about this guy a little bit. This is going to be the worst thing to play against in draft. <laughs> Holy crap! It's just going <laughs> to mow all of your creatures down Sorry. every turn. They crap, tap the stupid prophetic prison. Kill your guy. Kill yeah. your guy. Kill your guy. Kill your guy. Oh. What if they're able to flicker this and give it to a bunch of different? Yeah, creatures? yeah. Two to this. Two to this. Four to this. Why not? Oh. Um. Here's a card to search up with your trophy mage. A yeah. scrap trawler. Oh, nice artwork. Yeah. From Dark, and we've had a lot from him over the years. Good Dark to see him hanging great. in there. Uh, yeah, he's a three mana colorless. For a 3-2, artifact creature, construct, whenever scrap, trawler, or another artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, return to your hand target artifact card in your graveyard with lesser converted mana cost. Okay, so oh, it's got to be God. there's got to be an artifact in your graveyard with less mana, costing less mana than yeah. the one that just died. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but so this by itself was 3 mana, 3-2 is not, not the worst. Um, this is going to go with that um, Pia's Revolution mm. card because... Imagine every single time an artifact of yours dies, it either gets put in your hand unless it deals three damage to their face, or and sorry, and you get an artifact that costs less from your graveyard back to your hand as well. It's just kind of like you just got three, t- and this can block as well. Like for me, I almost want to put this into something that looks like the um, the Aetherworks Marvel Eldrazi Titans deck, mm-hmm. because like if you have that around and you you're sacking your um, your glass blowers and your woodweavers puzzle knots for the energy, yeah. then you know they can go to the graveyard and it's uh, lesser converted mana cost. But so if you can manage to ledge. Uh, leg- legend uh, replace the Aetherworks Marvel, or they exile, uh, they oh, destroy, yeah, 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 they true. fragmentize it, which is annoyingly cheap. Destroy yeah. artifact card, you know that kind of thing. And you, you just go, get oh, your sweet. puzzle knots back for free. Bounce all my puzzle knots back. Just keep building energy for the yeah, next couple yeah, of yeah. turns. Um, th- and again, I think this is going to fit in aggressive decks as well as those long, grindy combo artifact decks because 
it's a three mana three two and you just get all your cheap artifacts back that, you, that died and stuff scrap heap scrounger is going to be yeah. a powerhouse i think in the next set so we've got it's the 7th of december as we record there so we've got 12 spoilers we've got a little bit more than a month away from the yeah the set release. they have started leaking these quite early i remember january releases they don't really start doing them till like christmas or so but this is um this is quite early we've gotten quite a few it probably puts a bit of an influence on how you're going to build your standard decks now isn't it or what yeah, you want to uh-huh. start looking at in kaladesh that you want to pick mm-hmm. up to start interacting with these guys yeah. right. our, our last spoiler is actually quite important oh top, top right i did so. i skipped that one didn't i sorry dark intimations is two and it's got three colors an island a swamp and a mountain for a sorcery each opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker then discards a card you return a creature or planeswalker card from your graveyard to your hand then draw a card when you cast a bolus planeswalker spell who was that uh exile dark intimations from your graveyard that planeswalker enters the battlefield with an additional loyalty counter on it what? so nickel bolas confirmed <laughs> <laughs> nickel bolas is back you, you, that's you. a premonition yeah. right? <laughs> uh, premonition's correct nice. nickel bolas is back they're always correct remember th- the hits forget the misses i think that um that nickel bolas won't be in this set though He's only going to be an Armand Cat. And this is like a weird teaser. Oh. Bastards. Whoops, I should have... Uh... Premonition died. Oh, is this Story Spotlight number... It, it is Story Spotlight. Oh, it looks like five, five of three. Five, five of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five of five, probably. Five of five. Just trying to zoom in on this. Um, so that means this is the end of the storyline. Spoilers, bad spoilers. Dark intimation. So Tezzeret is... Oh, let's talk story in a minute. Yeah, well, so, yeah, well, so we've got a bit of story... This is um, uh, it's quite powerful. Um, so even, if, if you don't count, the even bolus, if you don't count the bolus, but because it doesn't seem that strong, right? This has a be, lot of colors. I'm off by how many colors. Yeah. That's exactly where I'm at. I look yeah. at those cards and I'm not going to play that. I'm just ugh, yeah. three cards, like, three colors. There's no blue, black, red deck in standard at the moment. That's really great, apart from I, yes. might, be, I might be working on one. Shoto Yasuoka's deck that won the Pro Tour was a flash in the pan because that deck hasn't been good ever since he won with it. Like it's really hard to make work. And this wouldn't like fix that. This, this is not a draft it. card. This is a no. this is a standard. No, this is are they, standard. Are they, is this like? You, I feel like you get a few cards in sets that are, are for pandering to commander or stuff like that. Is this yeah, yeah, this yeah, is this pandering to commander. Uh, what, what this is is um, pandering to a, commandering. This yeah. uh, it's a Pan- nod to cruel yeah. ultimatum, which was uh, Nicol Bolas's like big uh, f- flashy spell. It costs. Blue, blue, black, 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 red, red, sorcery. Target opponent loses five life, sacrifices a creature, discards a card. You draw a card, get a creature from your graveyard back to your hand, gain five life. And it was how these blue, black, red control decks would win because you'd just be like, cruel ultimatum. Like You just like take five, sacrifice a creature, discard a card. So you're just kind of like crippled and you just get all that stuff back. Um, that was a really sweet card. This is like a mini version of it that's slightly easier to cast and um, seems to really yeah, hint at building a Nicol Bolas deck in the future. So that's exciting. Definitely. Mm. All right. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's see if uh, Kai can come back from two and a half down to ten uh, with three questions of flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text, where Kai makes a dramatic comeback from two and a half down. He's, he's, you're on two and a half. Seven and a half down. Seven and a half down, and Aaron's on ten. I've uh, made up worse gaps before. 
Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you have. Yeah, good with filling. Yeah. Good, good at filling. Okay. Flavor text. Uh, there is a theme. I won't announce what the theme is until afterwards. Okay. Okay. Is this still uh, future cuts? Retro cuts? No. We, uh, no future cuts. No, it's. Kaled- oh, future cuts was us talking about spoilers. Yeah. Gotcha. No, it's Kaladesh cuts. Kalakuts. Cal- yeah, Kalakuts. Cuts Ladesh. Are you ready? I'm really expecting three out of three from both of you. Okay, this one, Progress leads to inspiration. Oh, no. <laughs> Progress leads to inspiration is Kaladesh Cuts number one. Progress? Uh, no, no, no. Keep it in mind, because as we progress, you may have a oh, yep, insightful yep. thought. Number two. Inspiration leads to design. <laughs> oh, right, sure. Oh, now it's just guessing yeah. <laughs> in which order they go in. All right. <laughs> and then number three, design leads to progress. So we've got number one, progress leads to inspiration. Number two, inspiration leads to design. And three, design leads to progress. Hmm. Can, Seems can, I, like- have that, can I have that one more time? Yeah. Progress leads to inspiration. That's number one. Yeah. Inspiration leads to design. And then number three, design leads to progress. Seems like there's a theme there, guys. I might. I might actually know this. It might be in the wrong order, but I might actually know this. Yeah, I think that's what we're well, we're going to see how that pans out. All right. Uh, Panharmonicon pans out. Nope. Oh, don't that was my favourite. Don't get us started on that. There was no. a lot of something called the Panharbongicon. Pan, yeah. Well, that Kai and I were working on during the week, which we managed not to touch on <laughs> tonight. It's absolutely, it's absolute genius. It is absolute yeah. genius. Just puts our rating up beyond the explicit. Boy, 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 no, it doesn't. Boy, boy. Yeah, squeezing gremlins and goblins <laughs> to get the air to... Oh. Yeah, I just remembered how we got all that air to happen. But all right. Anyway, no one knows what we're talking about. Uh, flavor text number one progress leads to inspiration what do you have Aaron decoction module what do you have Kai uh, we're just gonna guess different ones really right yeah I'm gonna say decoction module as well it's oh, decoction yeah! module I'm building a deck around these right now I've got my, <laughs> I know right so many I've never spread read the text my text I've never read it you oh, said it you said it earlier on and I thought oh, I might have a chance mm-hmm. so you're on three and a half uh, okay Number two, inspiration leads to design. Fabrication module. Fabrication module. It is fabrication module. Which Aaron should make. Number three, design leads to progress. Animation module. You agree with that, Kai? Yes. Yes. Oh, well done, guys. Three from three. Yeah. That's the first time I think we've ever done that. Also, we got all three in the right order yeah i was that like as soon as they were like that i was like this is the module cycle yeah, yeah. kld modules they they have linking artwork as well oh, oh do they, they all do. link yeah. Yeah. i can't wait to lay my board out like that that's gonna be oh, wow, that beautiful looks, yeah. i, I keep spoiling this deck i'm working snip, on by talking about it on the podcast you gotta snip the the borders off them and just like lay them on top of each other yeah, yeah but i can't oh, no, I I just can't wait to break this whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control get an energy uh, and then whenever you get one or more energy, put a plus one plus one counter on a target mm. creature you control, and then whenever one or more plus one plus one counters on a permanent you control, create a one one skull servo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what they wanted you to go for. All right, that was uh, flavor text. 
Oh, in the dead of night. In the dead I of think night. It's nigget. In the dead of oh, night. Not, not touching that with a ten foot barge pole. You can stay. This right is out a title. Bobat bizarre barge pole. Is a title that strikes me <laughs> as what would be a cool thing to name a story, and then have a story have nothing to do with the night. Yes, um, agreed. Yeah, because yeah. not a lot of it happens at night, and if it starts at night, no, it yeah, quickly goes into the next day. Yeah, he is. To have a penultimate doof. Yeah. So get on to where do we find this stuff? This is MTG uh, fiction. You yeah, can the find ma- it magic story. MTG shitchen. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is us backing off on the. Yeah. So this no, is no, like. The the thing is with the with the fiction is that <laughs> you don't have to put your hand to your forehead. I do. To I have to. I know. I'm, yeah. Okay. Go. Yeah. I have to. I have to because. No, we can't just We're, keep doing this. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying I to... appreciate the fiction. And I read it and I'm like, Okay, that's sure. what, this is a story that happened. Yeah. It's the, that is the thing I read and I now vaguely know what's going on. I'll just ignore mm. half me, the pros. Me, because, on the other hand, I'm, which is, I'm, so, I'm so happy. Like Every time it's like, hey, David's like, Hey, Kai, you want to be on the pod? I'm like, yeah. In my brain is like, it's fiction whacking day. <laughs> <laughs> like Homer where he's practicing with his shirt off, like whacking the snakes. Like, oh, I can't wait to rip this one up. So the introduction to this was we, we got together and we thought, let's try not to pick on the grammar so much. Uh, and let's like try to just look at the story. But it's going to be so hard not to just look at how badly it's delivered. Because that is the funny side of things. It's all there on the internet, so you can have a look. Mm-hmm. But this is, again, keep in mind how awesome the artwork is. Mm-hmm. That is an art form. And how goddamn awful the writing is. And how, how fantastic the game design is and yeah. how well it's doing as a brand. So much effort's going into this game. Mm. And then they toss this stuff out Even there. Magic Online, which is usually my biggest yeah. kicking thing. is awesome compared playing, to this. I'm Whipping playing ball. the crap out of it right uh-huh. now. I've done like 20 Kaladesh drafts online. All right, so let's, let's, let's just try to contain ourselves for yeah. a second. And so, all right, In the Dead of Night is the name of the story. Mm-hmm. It's mi- written by Alison Luhuz. I think yeah, that's, right, that's, correct, that's yeah. a picture there, Kai. I think, that's just, I think that's just lures. Yeah, but I said, um, Alison, yeah. So th- this this story it starts off. It's it's broken up in a chapter. So I'll try to guide us through, it and you guys can tell us yeah. what, what's happened. Um, so the chapters seem to be Dead of the Night. Dead of the Night, Chapter One. Chapter One, I thought was actually a decent beat, as they say mm-hmm. in writing, and it pretty much sets it up that there's this young chap, Yahini or Yaheni. I think it's Yehenny. I've just gotten to saying it wrong. I think it's Yane. Yane? Yeah. What are you going with, uh, Kai? Yeah, I, I, it's going to be nothing. I'm going with, why do the Aetherborn even have names, uh, considering that they are empathic and barely speak to each other, because they mostly just read emotions. And then Yehenny talks about words. having friends and stuff, but who's naming these people? They're born out of the Aether, and someone's like, you're you, you're Yehenny. Yeah, you're you, Rojo. <laughs> Maybe it's the first thing they see. Like One of them's going to be born, and he's like, my name is Drive Through. Mine is, uh, <laughs> Dog pooping. <laughs> More on that later, though, because these uh, what we've got at the moment is Yaheni. Let's call him Yaheni. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yaheni. He's uh, he's wandering around uh, talking to himself. It's very first person, mm-hmm. uh, and he's fallen apart. Like it's uh, the ether's sort of coming apart. It's it's there's a confusing sentence. Uh, it says, "I need a hand to hold what is left of my shoulder together." Yeah, I don't understand that either. But I think what that means is that he's actually falling. He's apart. literally falling apart, and he's holding it. Ooh. Yeah. And so, for some reason, he's wandering around um, looking for some way to wind down his days, isn't he? And he's got they, a counter in his head that tells him how long he has to live. Yeah, yeah it's they, like he can feel how long he has to die. Yeah. And they and do he, a poor job of explaining that he had this party planned 
essentially where I think at the end of the party he was going to be like, and thanks everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like it dissolves into dust. Yeah. And it's like, I've got yeah, a few right. issues with the whole party thing. And I'll get around to that mm. because there's, it comes back to at least twice more. Okay. Uh, the, so he's looking around just, for someone to spend his last moments yeah, with. Yeah, and right? he's very worried. It gives, it actually, the story gives you a motivation. It says, right, I'm looking for a meaningful way to spend the, my final days mm-hmm. and I'm falling apart. Um, but that's, that's good, right? So we, we know what this character wants. And yeah. It's yeah. a bit confusing. There's some things going on where you just go and... Oh, but that's, a, that that's hopefully the gaps that they fill in yeah. with, with, the, with the... Raising questions. I was, I was almost impressed with uh, like... I was like, wow, we're going deep on like existential dread of like, you know, yeah. the, a Imagine person knowing, who's made of energy and comes yeah. from nowhere and goes back to everything. Yeah. There is lots of opportunities for them to do some really good stuff with the story and they took... What do they do them. with those opportunities, No, David? nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, they, they, sh- they sure look at them they sort of glossed they over a lot of yeah way over there yeah. shots of a good story there shots. is lots of them scrum shots yeah <laughs> I was like this story is good in shots <laughs> in parts they, oh, they also the other thing that they introduce is this idea of that he interprets so in the distance I can smell the wet wool of despair mingled tinged determination uh but, uh, this is uh, something research. I quite liked. Um, th- this is these these aetherborn and these humanoid yeah. things that we don't properly understand, and he he interprets his environment through uh, through smell. Sort of well, yeah, yeah, so uh, because aether is in the atmosphere, isn't it? That's yeah, so so fear. What smells like wet wool? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the, the the fall down of this is it makes it clunkier writing because it just ends yeah. up to them adding loads more adjectives into yep. a world that mm-hmm. doesn't want any adjectives in mm-hmm. their writing anymore. Yeah, and then. They just triple bang it like so. Wet wool of despair, comma ming, mineral tinged determination, resilient tamarind. Yeah. So that's way too much. If if you could as... somehow convey that as as just a concept without literally describing the wet yeah. wool of despair, wet oh, wool of this, despair. There's a, there's a happy medium there somewhere, I think. But anyway, that's that's kind of like a neat thing. Is it like uh, yeah? I stumble towards the empathic scent. It's a few blocks. Yeah, away. that's that's an interesting concept. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. So that was chapter one. Sets it up real nicely, right? He's dying. He's bleh. he's dying. Right. He's got a little bit of hope. He's going towards a tamarind scent that he feels optimistic about. Yeah. So he does the same. Chapter two starts, and he's reflecting a little bit. Uh, he's talking about uh, maybe the safe feel when you got a flu, or when they need to pee. He's talking about yeah, maybe this yeah, is. I don't. He's that like, I imagine makes, it's the that same. Drops me out of the suspension of disbelief a little bit when they're like. You know, I don't understand these humans. They need to pee, and like the people reading it, like no, humans do need to pee. Yeah, oh, silly humans. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of funny the way he, the person talks. I think you said what's his voice because he's got a peculiar voice that yeah. sort of jumps across many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, it's, and it sounds oddly informal. Like up to this point, it sounds yeah. like the Aetherborn have rituals, they have penultimate parties, mm-hmm. the thing that he's driven in his dying moments to satisfy that he doesn't die unwitnessed. And then he's just a bit goofy, like, a bit like oh, darling. Oh. Yeah, because he is only four years old, because he knew when he was a few weeks old, it says, I knew I had something like four years left. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a year old, I had about three years. Okay, so, so there, it's setting up this clock that he knows when he's going to die. Now, this comes the fun bit, because he rounds the corner and he sees, uh, sees someone spraying uh, the wall with a bit of graffiti. <gasps> Yeah, anti-establishment. I know, crazy. Rebellion. This guy is a guy called Nivid or Nived. Uh, well, let's go with Nivid. And it also it, he Nived him. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so this is where you see the picture of the spontaneous artist, where that guy is jumping over the fence, and you just think, yeah. oh, yeah. The, uh, the art of which is during the daytime. Yeah. So <laughs> no, in the, no, in the no. dead of night. They, they write the story, and they go, who's a vague rebel-looking person because we can't afford to get new artwork specifically for the story. Let's get spontaneous artist. Do you think art comes first or second? Um, art comes last after the card design and story comes very last. Right. Okay. Well, if the story comes last, don't call it in the dead of night with a guy jumping over a fence in the daytime. Oh, sorry, sorry. The, the art that they put in the story has nothing to do with the thing. They just tag it in there because it is someone doing some graffiti and it's vaguely yeah. thing. It is supposed to be nighttime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's called in the dead, dead of, of night. night. Of course it is, yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, okay. So, this what happens with Nivid is it turns out that, um, well... One of the things that Kahini says, he, call, he calls him, I want to apologize, darling. He starts dropping this darling in there, which is like, you know, with the, what was it? With the, I want to pee, peculiar way of talking. Yeah. I don't, it's like, oh, raises a question, I thought. Yeah. 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 Where's well, this heading? Didn't head anywhere. It's just yeah. something that he says. The, the thing I, like, the thi- okay, so this is the point where I was like, mm, checking out already, like in the beginning <laughs> of chapter two. Yeah. Because something that happens a lot like you see it in the Hunger Games is a really recent example of this trope of like the very rich, hard partying, um, you know, the, this privileged kind of thing for some reason then becomes uh, like, then they're very fey and a bit camp, like mm-hmm. gets added yep. on top. Yeah. Like for some reason, cause it's like, oh, you know, don't, know, don't with... know what hard work is. Like, so if you don't work hard with your hands, then you must be vaguely gay. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's, it's like everyone that's in those upper echelons of that um, uh, society, right? Like all of them are quite... Yeah, feminine like, and they're know, like, oh, I elaborate facial work hair and, and wear makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the amount of effort this story goes to not to make this guy, this this character asexual, this, it, and loads of the Aetherborn asexual never gives them a him or a her. Mm-hmm. It's always like a them. And it just makes some of the sentences so hard to because get. Because they have to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, can, I, I almost think that's why this is written in the first person. Mm-hmm. What's the fastest way to, to, to shortcut? Because probably the Pronouns. editor doesn't yeah. realize that you can use they in the singular. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, yeah. get, gets now. Now my big issue with uh, Yahini right now, just taking on the character on as uh, as a person. He's uh, this this Nivid. Turns out that he's uh, the caterer for a party, yeah. which Yahini booked or Yahini booked and then cancelled with only a day to go. And they're going to have this. They have this little silly art conversation here, but. What a bastard, the mm. Yahini. Because, um, you know, like... No, he had to would... cancel it because of the emergency ordinance. No, but he would have had... You know, what about Nivid? He would have had the, you know, like, cannellonis would be all prepared and yeah. the foods that would have gone off. Amazing mm. amount of cost. And he just goes, oh, sorry, I had to, you know, uh, cancel that. Darling. Maybe that'll make up for it. Darling. God, well, since you called me darling, that thousand quid's worth of stuff that I ruined. doesn't matter. <laughs> Sounds like Patsy from AbFab. Sorry, darling. Yeah. Darling. So... So I'm not um I'm not I'm not, not a fan of them as a person. That's yeah, any, I'm not on his side anymore. I don't care. Good, he's falling apart. Screw him. That care. section does have a nice spoiler art in it though of that enforcer getting uh, the shit zapped out of him by these kind of orbs with aether in them. And I'm like, that Ooh. is that is gonna be an enchantment that taps down or exiles a creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I <laughs> see that coming ten thousand miles away. Well, that's kind of what happens, isn't it? It's like um they have this little interchange of um of sort of that seems unnecessary, but you kind of go, oh, this is a friend of his. And then a whole bunch of flying orbs come down and electrocute the crap out of Nivid and make Yahini, Yahini angry. And there's an enforcer there who's all like, brah, brah, brah. Yeah. And what is, do we know what enforcers look like? They're not the flying orb things, are they? Uh, no. no and weirdly, the mus- art... Just muscly beefcake generic dude. Yeah. I think it's like the fair, uh, fairgrounds enforcer. That was oh, an yeah. ugly, ugly dwarf. 
Dwarf mm. man. But uh, but then the art of someone getting shocked is not the same art as the renegade. Uh, of course so- it's not, because they pick the art of <laughs> like it's a dwarf. <laughs> it's a dwarf with a art of like wearing goggles and stuff. Like like I, like I imagine <laughs> that a majority of their creative budget goes towards getting artwork done because they because yeah. because from what I've heard in the fantasy and and in games realm, wizards are fantastic uh, uh, yeah. with their artists. Um, they're not doing unless you're Peter Morbacher and then you can ask for more and get fired. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, from <laughs> speaking to other artists at Grand Prix and stuff, they said that Wizards is pretty yeah. pretty fantastic, really across the board. Yeah. Um, but but that's why they can't afford to just have shitloads of artwork commissioned because um, because they're paying real artists for good art. Yeah, so they yeah. can't just get one for this throwaway story on, yeah. on the site. So they just put in random ones, spontaneous mm. artistry. This is the game day promo of um, Yehenny's yeah, expertise. That's nice. Um, yeah, so writing tips, Wizards, as we go into the middle of that chapter, is a new line for dialogue, if a new person speaks. Let's have a new line. And also, the uh, the exclamation mark and the question mark isn't a thing, so just don't have that anymore. And she loves it. She, Alison. Did she use an interrobang? No, she didn't, because that's when they're, they're on top, of each, top of each other. She's just got the exclamation mark and then a question mark. Oh, yeah, right. oh, and indignance. It, it did look like she got paid by the exclamation mark, because this is also something you're not really, you shouldn't really, use, you should avoid using exclamation marks so much as you can. Yeah. Obviously, just, just doesn't. And, and to, instead, you do use it something like writing copy for the for the store, like 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 for the Facebook page mm-hmm. and stuff. Because it's the only way to just convey excitement. And yeah. the alternative is a full stop, which just makes you look like whatever. But in dialogue... So we had rookie tournament today. Uh, this person <laughs> yeah. won. That's uh. different. It's, it's, what you're, um, it's what you're doing. You're not writing a story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, For a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah, so... Oh, this, this is what I was saying. Yeah, it's like I read this bit... Uh, I feel everything the Enforcer feels, they're dying, it feels like, oh yeah, I, I wondered, it felt, the story sort of conveyed a, a thing like, uh, Yahini got a pump spell, and then and then he became an instant killer, which then later on he regretted, but we'll get to that in a minute. So he was like, he was sort of debating whether he was going to, he sort of found himself killing this guy, didn't he? And mm. then as he kills him, he realises that his clock, his internal clock, which says he's got, 10 minutes later mm-hmm. this is a sudden, plot to In Time with Justin Timberlake and yeah, Amanda Seyfried it is all of a sudden <laughs> it, it's gone up yeah he's, he's sucked a bit of life force out mm. of this guy and he thinks this is brilliant and then he thinks oh, this is terrible and then he thinks it's brilliant and on and off again for the rest of the story <laughs> the duality of man um, Aetherborn I think he got lifelink <laughs> so there's an actual yeah. magic card Ooh, yeah. thing happened there yeah, yeah he, got, he got pumped I mean, he was staggering around five seconds ago. Yeah, falling to pieces. Well, falling to pieces. He grows a hand back, and then all of a he sudden he grows a hand back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lost his left hand. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why in the image he's hand sucking with his right hand, but then he's also got the left hand. So I guess it's he's growing it back, and he's just mm. finishing. But that was only after he'd killed him. Before he's like, oh, woe is me, I'm dying. Oh, there's my yeah. caterer. Sorry, mate. One of his feet are gone, and then all of a sudden, boom! I'm just going to rip the neck out of this guy and just pumped yeah. up, and and I had a life link, and now he's a, a natural born killer. And now he's got 12 entire days. Which that's is, a lot. That's like, a lot. From four hours or whatever he thought it was. But you think that's a whole person. You hope you'd get more than that. Oh, than yeah. yeah. Or maybe you'd get the amount of days that that person had left. They, they only had 12 days. They do months. say that. They obviously had none. No, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? Because they died when you <laughs> yeah, go, no. then you would die. No, that would be terrible. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. 
It's, um, is there some kind of thing, though, like, do certain people have more life force? Like, is he going to end up being like, hello, nine-year-old child, all spry and full of energy? Oh, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> that's like six months out of that one. <laughs> Delicious. But it does say, I've bloated several minutes into 12 days at the cost of a life. So I wonder if it is a weird kind of half-life. Like, it's not as good as... Oh, uh, it's nowhere near as good. As, sure, as his yeah. real, true, yeah. like, essence. Oh, no, it's still... Maybe he'll get better at it. It says, it's what I can. what can I do with that time? Is that a real message that they didn't do? What do you do with your time? You know, you sleep your days away, waste it away, you wasted your own life. Mm. Didn't, didn't I don't think the Aetherborn have to sleep, so... Oh, that would be oh okay. Yeah. Um, so that was the end of Chapter 2. And now we're getting into the Gonti Lord of Luxury, and it gets rather vague from here. Now, is he Contraband Kingpin? No, Contraband Kingpin's one of his underlings. Uh, Gonti himself is like the, the mob boss. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna, he'll be, he'll be a, a bomb rare in a... Gonti's already in. He's, yeah. Is he? Yeah, we've already seen oh, Gonti, really Lord of Luxury. Mm. I really need to, what does he do? You haven't seen him? Uh, so he's a 2-3 death touch for 2 black black. When he enters the battlefield, you get the top 4 cards of your opponent's deck. Put one of them face down under him so they don't know what you've taken. You can cast it at any time and pay any colour of mana to cast it. Oh, neato. Okay. I might look into that. So chapter cool. chapter two ends with uh, Yaheni thinking, well, maybe now I'm a natural born killer. I could go around killing the bad people mm. and uh, pump up my life a little bit more. So he ah. thinks, let's go see Gonti, Lord of Luxury, Lord of Luxury, and um, and he's a mob boss of some kind, mm-hmm. and we'll maybe get a few jobs, go kill a few bad people. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Do All what right. you love. Yeah. Well, 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 growing well, to love. Yeah. You need hobbies. Everyone needs hobbies. <laughs> Uh, And so this is where it's got painful here about there was always referring to Gonti as them. And I was thinking, oh, is there two of them? Is it the Gonti? But I think what they were trying to say is he's genderless. genderless. Mm -hmm. But they do call him Lord of Luxury, not Lady of Luxury. Or Lord Lady. There was a clarification about the House of Lords in uh, in England that if for some reason a woman were to enter it, they might actually have to title her Lord. Oh, As okay. also in, in Perth, we have a Lord Mayor regardless of their gender. Oh, okay. Seems strange. But like, what, I don't know if they've done this, but have they have they squashed actor and actress down to... I believe actor. it is just actors. It is yeah, just actor. no more actresses. At some point, a de- an opinion was developed, uh, I think similarly for the Lady Mayor of Perth thing, mm-hmm. that, um, that it would sound like you were being a bit of a yeah. Male actor, yeah. female actor. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, look, I start to lose grasp on the story here a little bit. Um, that he goes in and sees Gonti, whose house gets a, a big description for a long period of time. Um, and there's some sort of link between Gonti and he gets he sort of sends Yeheni on another mission or something. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you get that? To go like, meet the Planeswalkers, right? Yeah, but I don't yeah. know why. Um, so don't try to drain he's them. He's having a bath. It's Gonti's having a bath. Frighten them into action. Yeah. Okay. So Yehenny goes and there's a chat to him while he's having a bath, uh, and he sees that in in his chest there's a curious metal lump. He's got a kind of a Iron Man style heart. Yeah, and he's thinking, well, you don't want. I guess it's Tezzeret to get wind of that because he's going to want to reclaim it because I've been reclaiming all of these Mm -hmm. inventions and stuff. Um, Keeps calling him darling, of course, because that you know makes everyone happy. Mm. Um, And yeah, he does say. Uh, I think Gonti's uh, having a bath in Aether as well and he yeah. says they try to make a thing of that and I go wow that's a bit weird that's a tub full of the same stuff I'm made out of 
And I thought, well, that's what we do, and we have a bath, isn't it? Water. So it's 60% water. Yeah. <laughs> so no biggie. It's, it's like um, the, the whole thing, like in the whole Aether Revolt, is going to be that the consulate and like the governmenty kind of stuff are yeah. taking Aether and only distributing it out to the people Who as they the choose. Yeah, yeah. followers. Um, so Gonti's like a big mob boss, kingpin, whatever. Uh, he can just access as much Aether as he wants, and he can just, he can just, just bathe in it. Sit in it. Yeah. yeah. Look, there's about a page and a half of garbage. Then, which I just think, just skip over that. What's he doing then? I don't, I don't wandering know. around. Right? Well, he goes to find them. Uh, he has to go talk to someone at the statue garden. It's a bit of a, one of them dumb fetch quests. Well, I don't know this, where they are, but this guy knows where they are. Yeah, yeah. talk to this guy. Chapter that, four. This is chapter four. Statutory gardens. This uh, definitely the art for this is also, I think, a spoiler for probably a Whirler or Thopter making uh, version of Spawning Bear Automaton. from Battle for Zendikar. Oh, it's land, be a land that, that makes stuff. Look yeah, at that art. It's yeah, some, it's some automatons making some things. Yeah. Uh, they go. He goes and have a chat with I think someone who's vaping. Uh, there's a yeah. mention of thin vapors vaping. and thin smoke. A lot of vaping these two sets. Uh, uh, there's something coming up the ladder that doesn't have a brain. So someone talks about him very rudely, uh, yeah. which he says rude. Yeah, uh, like he's get so, let's get like some he's paragraph. Like a twelve-year-old, like yeah. Uh, That's Jace, by the way, that said someone's coming up the thing that doesn't have a brain. Oh, does that mean? Uh, yeah, I was like, well, why didn't we get an Aetherborn planeswalker? That would have been cool as mm. hell. Uh, oh, here's, here's a little bit of a test. Uh, just guess how many exclamation marks you get in this. I know that scent, Nerali. It's Nissa, Nissa. It's Yeheni. How many? How many exclamation marks do you reckon? Three. It's five. Whoa! I know that scent, exclamation mark. Nerali, exclamation mark. It's Nissa, exclamation mark. And then quotes, Nissa, exclamation mark. It's Yeheni, exclamation mark. Yeah. Year 12 English teachers would give you a smack in the mouth for writing like that. And and then the whole thing, what do you reckon of this, Kai? It breaks into like um, a little teenager get-together. I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, the four, maybe... Maybe it applies, but it's like, hey, Yeheni, thanks for the party before. And I, I thought the party got cancelled as well. And then and then it's like, um, oh, they're talking about Tezzeret and then Chandra spits. He's a tool. <laughs> He's trying to murder your mother. Yeah. yeah. In a big showdown. Oh, he's a tool. Oh. It's, it's like, he's such a tool. Thanks for the party. Oh, that was great. Oh, I can't wait. It's, you going to have another one? like, don't swear in the fiction, please. Whereas, yeah. like... But they say that. They go, it's okay. You can swear in front of me or something like that. Like, you can't I won't remember. tell your mother. Yeah, you can swear in front of me, darling. I won't tell your mother. Chandra smiles at that. <laughs> it's, it's like, Chandra killed a god. <laughs> yeah. Like, she should be able to spit and go, that fucker. Like, <laughs> the, the problem that I have with a lot of this fiction is it I might have said this before actually it takes itself both very seriously and not very seriously hence the the P question before hence why every single time Chandra's in a story she's like a teenage kid mm. she goes oh that's so awesome I'm so glad yeah. and then she chucks a tantrum and then she Burns says everyone. stuff like oh he's a tool like these it's not how people would talk if yeah. they, if they, Even if they were that age, no one really no. knows that. And if the gravity of the situations <laughs> that they've all been in, they're uh. talking about going to sweet Kaladesh parties and stuff. It's just. <laughs> and it's. Choose a tone? Like, yeah. Like, it, it's both very casual and, like, super serious. Oh, darling. Oh, oh it's just I'm frustrating to go all between all these horrible. Yeah. Well, and the thing that gets me as well, it's like, I'm disappointed from a female fiction author in this case. I'm not saying all female authors have to be perfect or anything like that. Um, But when you look at all female characters in in magic fiction of of recent times, they are like 
you know, ditzy teenage girl or they're an aloof, like, ball-busting bitch like Liliana. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all these, like, shitty stereotypes of yeah. female characters. It's Trying like, to hot-headed teenage rebel, right? Yeah, yeah spin yeah. The, the female character wheel, like, mm-hmm. and none of them are <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And this is just kind of, like... I'm here! Yeah, like... <laughs> I know she's she's really making up numbers in the story, but they drop a they drop a flavor bomb towards the end of this page. Is that uh, what you call farts in Kaladesh? Yeah, I was probably. Yeah, <laughs> it's very empath- empathic. Flavor is a flavor it's very bomb. Scent. Um, <laughs> that's what I, it's my empathic scent of my opinion on the story. Yehenny Yehenny gets introduced to everyone. He goes, Yehenny, this man is Jace. The woman is Liliana, and the man in the corner is Gideon. Ooh. yeah, they're just dropping names left, right, and center. And if that wasn't enough. He says, well, that strange friends you've got here, they say, you think that's weird? Why don't you see the giant cat? <laughs> oh, what was that? Oh, my God. Cat, I say. I wonder who that could be. Was it a Johnny? Yeah, it was a yeah. Johnny. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't appear. But you know what? They go, the cat. Oh, wow, a giant planeswalker cat. That's heavy. And what, what heavy thing could a Johnny be doing? Well, he's gone, to, he's gone with Mrs. Pashiri <laughs> to the receiving line for our grocery rations. Uh, I'm not even making it up. That is what he did. So Ajani has gone grocery shopping for spuds with Mrs. Bashiri. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> He's protecting her from you know the youths. Yeah, Kaladesh youths. If they had any, That's weird. They've got. I they must know. have issues to sort out, but yeah. not the spud issues. <laughs> we didn't eat. We are planeswalkers yeah. after all. Who's going to yeah. do the fries tonight? Uh, Ajani, you're good on the deep fryer. You got any potatoes? Claws. Oh, don't have the. Wouldn't, the you, wouldn't, wouldn't Gideon Sura be the quickest way to? Yeah, his, just his, whip, his energy whip, whip him with his. Energy. They'd be cooked at the same time. Yeah, like a lightsaber. I feel as well. He should be offended that they're like, oh, and the big cats are Johnny's armor. Oh, Leonin, thank you. Excuse me, yeah, I'm I'm as much of a person as you. All right, now how does the story end? Yeah, and I was going to say there's like one, two, three, four more pages, but basically from there they go outside, they get in a bit of a fight, and they go, "Don't worry about it, you'll be right." And he goes, and and then yeah, murders a few people. Yeah, and he says, um, "All right, let's head back to my place." That's pretty much it. That's it. Oh, and Um, and Nissa like juices him up. Oh yeah, she like yeah. channels yeah. ultra like, kill that guy. Like yeah, and he's like you know talks about feeling like warmth coming out of her hand, and he feels all amazing and alive. And he's got it's juicing your henny back, isn't it? Yeah, because he has the bad feels, and then Nissa fills him full of daisies and headly yeah. fields, and Marigold. he's like, oh, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm surprised. Why hasn't a much more interesting plot would have been Aetherborn like Gonti being like. Oh shit! That elf can channel like leyline and aether energy. We need to kidnap her and force her to keep us all alive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, keep all the aetherborn alive. (laughs) Is that what she does? She does she? That's what it reads like. It looks like she's uh, she's juicing him up, and he's like, "Oh, I I feel amazing." Or like, you know, I think of my own future death. Blah blah. Nissa's presence is a canopy of orange blossoms. I think I heard. I felt like it was going that way, but then it doesn't really confirm whether or not he's now got. Uh, infinite clock or yeah the warm energy years. passing from the elf to my shoulder feels lovely I stifle a sob but how many so years she, has he so she can just channel energy into him without him murdering well that's how they killed Kozilek she channeled she juiced oh, up Chandra yeah, yeah, and Chandra yeah, yeah. was like boom so, like. She, so, so he can just stay alive infinitely now maybe he's gonna his spark will ignite and he'll be an Aetherborn planeswalker see I'd much prefer to see that character go off and have to kill to stay alive you know that sort mm. of vampire-y kind of thing yeah vibe. that's cool. so interesting because then he's then he, you know what if he gets stuck and there's no one around that he has to he, he, he can feel yeah he just killed Jace. Jace take and his then it's oh, please oh. murder Jace yeah so in the dead of the night fellas that was that it's setting us up for um, it looks like they're all heading back to Yehenny's house so I imagine the next story will be party, party at Yehenny's, Yehenny's.
<laughs> we just, so anyway, drink your color juice and yeah. prompts tomorrow. <laughs> He's a tool. No, that's no, that's what that's, that's what this. That's the summary of this. Yeah. Like, there's all these emergency ordinances, and Tezzeret's revealed his powerful might, and he's confiscated all the inventions, and there's a, a crushing, you know, like autocracy <laughs> of the console, like yeah. kind of thing. And prompts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but still, the kids can party. <laughs> oh. So you go and read it word for word if you wish, listener. But um, we've—I think we've covered it. Mm. Um, we'll probably get on to the next one. When's the next one due out? This week. This yeah, week. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> this is exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's in Yanny's yeah, party. We've already seen the end, which is everyone's vaping. Which the is heavy Tesla stuff. standing in a desert waiting for Nickel Balls to come, like pick him up <laughs> hey. <laughs> on his like, face, <laughs> on his blind hey, turn. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Can you come get me. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. Well, how long will you be? No, I'm already there. No. I got this reception's cutting out. <laughs> I, would, I would can't. I'm, I'm going, going through, through a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going through the blind eternity, so I've got no reception. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's wrap it up and, uh, yeah, let's go see what's on the other side of this music. Hot, hot garbage. garbage. Aaron Graham, what's your hot garbage? I'm pretty sick of losing to Raz and Mythic Raz and Draft. I never open anything good. And people it's keep beating me with just personal the, whinge. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm uh, done. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Kai Griffiths, what's your hot garbage? Uh, I could say that I've given up playing rookie tournaments because I still suck at them. But uh, my actual hot garbage will be that there seems to be great cards, P and LRs and things like that, and then just just crap. Like there's nothing in the middle mm. that's like you could make it work. It's just like it's great, it's crap. No. Oh, and, and my own personal hot garbage for today is weapon craft enthusiasts because these two gentlemen in the same room as me really like it and I still can't see it and it's uncommon and Kai's putting his hand up already is it, is it weapon crap enthusiast? <laughs> <laughs> ah, there, got it alright, um, that was we- hot. weapon crap enthusiast oh! <laughs> hot garbage hot garbage hot garbage <laughs> Walking through the streets of Kaladesh in the dead of night. Sun's out and it's uh, bright, full glaring nighttime. Um, guys with blue ether falling out of memory. Oh, there's a dude floating on. I think it's Aaron Graham. He's floating on a cloud of ether over there, just playing the uh, panharmonic. Stop bonk. talking so loud, you're interrupting my flute oh, and panharmonic I'm playing. I was just, I'm wearing slippers as I'm walking through the street here. I was. Thinking. Remove your shoes for you no. stand on holy ground, you Moses. You don't want to uh, empathically sense what I've got beneath these slippers. It's <laughs> nasty. Cheese and onion, I smell you. Yeah, it's, I, I'm a big fan of cheese and onion. It's not good. How are you just floating there off the ground? It's just that blue mist. Is that like a Yahini's done? Yahoonies? Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Yahini has been here. He has. Yeah, I, is he the guy with the arms falling off? Yeah, there. I saw him. He was just using one hand to hold what was left of his shoulder together. Yeah, more of that later. More of that later. Earlier. Early. Um, yeah. Um, so Yehenny. Yeah. Strange you, you mention him. Yes. His time in the story is limited. Oh, no. He's going to die we, tragically. We thought he had infinite clock. But we thought he'd gone big. You're wrong. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's soon to soon to be gone from this world and, and the storyline and uh, all his darlings with him. He's, he's going to die another. in a big burst of fiery flame. Is when, he another red shirt? An MTG yeah, red shirt? MTG red shirt. Pick that up from a podcast a I listened to. Yeah. yeah. It sounds oh. hooky. It sounds hooky. Yeah. <laughs> also. It sounded like Sesame Street. <laughs> also. Yeah. Nicole Bolas. Oh. 
Oh my goodness, that's fusion. You know He's gotten about? his crony Old Tezzeret Nick. to come to Kaladesh to, to steal the inventions. Yes. He's going to use them to transport planeswalkers to Amonkhet. But what if they're just like inventions just for like hoovering up, like vacking up your house? How's uh, that going to help? Well, he'll be able to clean up afterwards after he vaporizes them in oh. the Trials of Amonkhet. Trials of Amonkhet. He's going to pit them in like legit duels against each other. Oh, like- So Amonkhet's going to be like trials, like yeah. the Herculean trials, but in Egypt. Mm. And there's going to be planeswalkers and there's going to be like is crazy it Egypt, things. Egyptian th- theme. Egyptian, like... And it's going to be called this- the Trials of Amonkhet. Yeah. Wow. How far is that away? Oh, I don't know. Like April? In your calendar, <laughs> it sounds so common coming April. out of your mouth saying, oh, you, you, "April, you're vaping in and out." Oh, is that just you just vaping, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. This is this what's is that my... like a honey mustard? Yeah, it's uh... like, yeah, honey mustard. Like I, I got THC so... oil, but I don't really like doing it because people on the bus. Yeah. I mean, on the uh, <laughs> on the Aether train on the Aradara console, Express console flag bus. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I must leave. Oh, uh, trials sure. of Almond Care. Oh, I've, I've hardly asked any questions yet. Oh, Oh, that's him. He's gone. That was uh, Aaron Graham. Premonitions. Needs and twos. And twos. Sexy edition. Late night with needs and twos. That was that the wind. (laughs) Was that you blowing sensuous air over my? That was the graphics. Hot body. Oh, (laughs) that's the the graphics. Uh, all right. Well, just to, to sign out, remember uh, if we mention you in, at any time when we read out comments, we're not going to today because we've gone long. Um, but write to us. I've imagined no badges going out to you. I've got to get one out. So there's a guy I've got to get one out to mm-hmm. at the moment. At the moment. Um, so yeah, if you have a nasty aether leak, or if you uh, like to spend your long weekends in, in lotus blossom loveliness, please get in touch and comment on our Facebook page. Um, we're ran, we're rapidly approaching 500 likes, and Facebook mm. since we're Past 200 has always said, you're nearly at 500. You should try a bit harder. And now we're almost Thanks, at Facebook. 500. I reckon Facebook's going to go for... You almost had 1,000 likes. Go for 1,000, yeah. 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 All right, but this month, you can win Lotus and Lanterns, both games, uh, by leaving a comment on the post for episode 80 on our Facebook page. I've pinned it to the top of the page, so you can just hobble, of, hobble on over there like a, a, a bleeding etherborn. And uh, leave a comment before you die in... 12 days going on, four years, depending mm. on whether you know Nissa or not. Don't kill anyone and try and extend that. Unless you want to live longer, I guess, then you just, oh, kill, yeah, then yeah, you just yeah. kill people. That's the only way to live longer. Ding, Seven Land Hand doesn't endorse killing people to live longer, or for any other reason, really, I don't think. Unless you're an Aetherborn. Unless you're an Aetherborn, yeah. Uh, and we'll be back next episode, next week. What's this, fellas? The Beer and Pizza Show 2016. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> It's our third anniversary with a room full of tipsy friends and a review of what gamingness occurred in the last 12 months. So it's like not week in geek geekiness. It's year in geek. Year in. I have to figure Geekdom. out a word that rhymes with year, but. Year in. Means geek. Yeah. Beer. Well, that was that. That was a huge that show. God, we got, huge. Yeah, massive. We covered so a many, lot of stuff. So many segments. So many segments. Yeah. That, I really, really enjoyed the answering new players yeah. section. I think that that's something that we could address a lot and then. We we can really tell people that if you if you want some concise info, yeah, write to us podcast at sevenlandhand dot com. We'll mm. like we'll respond. We'll yeah. figure out the. We should make a hashtag or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to operate a hashtag. Seven grasp of ask. What's it called? Ask. Ask a grasp. 
Ask a graph. Yeah, people. Why is that so hard for you people to get a handle on? People will grab that. <laughs> people will grasp that. English. Ask a, ask a grasp. Uh, an Can ass we just, to grasp. I know. Ask. Oh, she's got I'm, an I'm ass to grasp. There's a K in there. Ask. Ask a grasp. An ass to That's grasp. That's actually how I would say it. It's an not even funny. To grasp. At least, ask you don't, to grasp. at least you don't do it the way I really hate when people go, I've got a question to ask you. Oh, how yeah. does that even happen? Uh, it's I, I don't know. African American stereotype thing, right? That they say axe. Oh, I have a. I have Let a me white, ask you a question. I have a white friend who's never left Australia who talks like that. Axe. I, I think it's just a bad habit picked up as a child, and you kind of need it annoyingly nagged out of you. It's one of those on. brought bought things yeah. that people do. And I bought this thing. And you're like, no, you bring. Oh, I bring it. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is fast becoming a, a literary grammar nerd off, isn't it? Yeah. I, uh, or just expand into all areas of yeah, podcasting. That's well, it's good. It was sports. Man United uh, drew one all with Everton last oh, weekend. Oh my God. Heartbreaking. Fale- Fellini. 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 You see Fellini and I see Fellini. Let's call the whole thing. Don't sub him on. That's, that's that's good. What I'm gonna yeah. call it. Let's yeah. call the whole thing down yeah. on. Um so <laughs> Yeah, we're thinking of new slogans for our seven line hand badges. Oh yeah. Hyper Magic Nerd from very early days very of the early podcast. On. I can't even remember why. I can remember why. I just can't remember his name now. It was uh was his name Nathan? Nathan? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys just spat it out and we went, Yep, we'll just make a badge yeah. called Hyper Magic Nerd. I was Nerd like, badge. we should make badges, yeah. Yeah, that was I've, it. I've got um I've got three new ones. Top three. Okay, we've got to vote. Yeah. How are we going to do this? Well, we'll vote, okay, and then sure. uh, and then maybe First the one, listeners can. Yep. Seven line hand, extra. So MTG. Oh, seven line hand MTG. Mortgage your organs. Because he was saying he had to mortgage his organs for for to buy Gideons to buy cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of like the shirt that says Magic the Gathering. Drugs would be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I need that shirt. Yeah. Um, that, also, that is a very um, MTG seven line hand extra specific. Yeah, specific. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Specific. So so we can have because so, someone might someone might write in and say, "Oh, I, I love that board game review. I went out and played it, and it was right up my alley. Loved Rockets. it." And we'll go. Oh, here's a here's a magic badge. We have to have two different like, badges. We got one for seven line hand extra, which is which is our child, and then then come to think of it, games. we are sending the board games guys magic have magic nerd badges it just seems like it's it's its own thing now because it's like they're a hyper magical nerd yeah i know that's i kind of interpret um also from our when we create seven land hand literary option two um thing badges wet wool of despair that's good wool of despair i could see some specific graphics for that yeah Yeah, the seven land hand just a drenched sheep yeah, with yep. just the dead sheep just drained over Ooh, it. Yeah, bleak. Liliana style. Yeah, and uh, black. my favourite one, which is what we should rename the beer and pizza show, which is oh. Seven Land Hand Penultimate Doof. Ultimate <laughs> <laughs> I like. I don't think I can say Doof. It's Doof. 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 Like a Bush Doof. Yeah. Penultimate Doof. Bush Doof sounds Doof. Kala Doof. So as long as you keep issuing penultimate Doofs, you never get to the... Ultimate final, duff. the final duff. Though the ultimate duff is sounds like a sweet, sweet board game where you have to like organize a, a mad rave, and it's the, oh. the last time. Oh, right up your heenies. He's good at organizing. I bet he'd cancel right last minute. What do you want to put right up my heenie? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Good night. Anyone? Anyone else want to say good night to them? Good night. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. I'll go bed now. <laughs>